Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hey.
is cool. Only another four hours and 50 minutes to kill. If it stays quiet like this, I'll be able to get lots of stuff done around here.
Ian, people wonder why I'm such an asshole. Look how easy my job is when nobody wants to talk to me. I, I can't believe nobody wants any help with their stuff. I can almost hear you. Is that Janine? Yes, yes. Sorry. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, hey, Mike. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. You? Yeah, well, I've, I've sent off the other letter, but um, no reply yet. So. Hmm. Yep. No, and I and I didn't I didn't actually give a time. You know, I didn't give a cut off date or anything like that. Maybe I should have done that in the in a letter. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't usually give them a time. I guess it kinda of depends on what it is, but mm. Okay. How long ago did uh how long ago did you send it? Uh, it had to be a week ago. And what was that one? Just the reminder that they haven't paid the bill? Um, that was that was um, yeah. It was just a look. Your dog, your dog came upon my driveway and caused damage of this amount, and it's post due. So, so far you sent the first letter and the bill. And then a second letter, and this was the third one? Yes. Yeah, if it's been a week, I would probably wait maybe three, four, maybe five more days before you send something, just so you give them a chance to get it and to, to respond. Mm, it's unlike yeah, but it is yeah. possible. They did already write back before, so you never know. Yeah, well, I, um, you know, I just like leaving about fourteen days, for like fourteen, you know, like two weeks for a response is is a fair is a fair wait. I I feel. Yeah, yeah. Generally, uh, it's three days for the mail to get them to them three days for them to, to for it to come back in the mail and you give them three days to think up something and write it which would be nine days altogether plus one of those days will be a Sunday uh, nobody does anything on a Sunday so you give them about 10 days 10 calendar days but I usually if if I'm not in a huge hurry I will usually give them an extra 
day for the mail to get there, an extra day for it to come back, maybe an extra day for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's something really serious and I'm in a big hurry, I might not wait the full 10 days. If I if it's not that important, I got other stuff to do, I might wait two weeks, might wait maybe longer, who knows. I would say generally 10 days is a good a good time. Okay. Thank you. Have you had a chance to, uh, or have you thought about going to like small claims court or finding out when there's some kind of court cases going on in the courthouse near you? Um, I, I have got a claims claims form that that I, you know, I can I can write up, and I've just been listening to, um, to Carl's calls over and over and just making notes. Well, he just no, the first one actually. No, I mean actually go and sit in the courtroom and listen to a case or listen to a bunch of cases for the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I did that a, a few months ago. Um, and uh, I haven't I haven't been back since. But, um, yeah, I might pop in again, again uh, this Thursday. They seem to... Uh, there's a court that has... Um, that puts um, through small claims, you know, just little stuff. And it's it's really good to just go in there and just sit and listen and um you know i i noticed they used the word aggrieved a lot yeah i wouldn't um i wouldn't go too much by the words they're using in that court if if you're planning on um if you're planning on taking them to small claims court um, then maybe their words would matter a little bit because you'll want to, if you're playing by their rules, you want to do it their way. But if you were to just file your own claim, just nothing to do with the court at all, um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be worrying about specifically what words they're using. Because if, if yeah, they're I using, agree. if they're using the term aggrieved in a statutory case, that's a good tip off that you don't want to use that in a claim. But if you're just, uh, the way I see small claims court, it's kind of like a regular court that moves under the common law, but it's kind of adjusted to be fast and easy for just anybody walking off the street, get a form, fill it out, and away you go. Follow the simple steps. So it's kind of like the fast food of uh, common law claims. But I think it's kind of, it's really based on common law, but they have a statutory set of rules for it. Um, But I think small claims court, if you have some kind of a contract and there's already your own private law going on, I think it's just a matter of what was the contract, who didn't perform, and why. 
Well, in in my case, Mike, what I would like to do is, um, you know, fill in their forms, you know, for filing, for ease of filing purposes only, um, put my own handwritten claim behind that um, and, you know, with with, um, what I require and just let the paperwork speak for itself. Would that work? Um, it should as long as you're, as long as you get the paperwork correct and as long as you file it correctly and you have your rules of court and everything. Um, mm-hmm. see, it's, it, it takes a little bit of work to write up the claim and then you're going to have to tighten it up a little bit, but you're going to have to have your notices, your rules of court. Um, if you don't settle in private, then there's a good chance that you're going to have to know how to write a summons and have them properly served and dragged into court. Or you're going to have to know how to at least get a court date and, um, get a default judgment. Um, yeah, there's uh, a little bit to know, a little bit of research still, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, so that's a bit too over the top, is it? Okay. Well, it's just, it's just you're going to have to do some checking, look through Carl's documents, figure out what he did, Try and see if you can understand how the how everything has to be done in a in a very simple simple way. Um, I don't think there's really there doesn't have to be a whole lot to it, but you have to understand what you're doing and why. Mm, okay. Because you're gonna have to have an order too. Like you can't just say Bob wrecked my stuff. And then go into court with one piece of paper, Bob wrecked my stuff. Because that's not going to be... The judge is the referee. He's not your lawyer. He's not your friend. He's not any of that. So he's not going to... He's not going to be moving your court for you. Right? If if there's a hockey game and there's a referee, the referee can't grab somebody's stick and say, oh, this is how you score a goal. Right, so you're gonna be you're gonna have to move the case. You're gonna have to know the process and procedure. Um, if you just say Bob wrecked my stuff, the judge isn't gonna come up with a dollar amount. He's not gonna he's not gonna write out your orders for you. He's not gonna give a writ to the sheriff. So, um. You might want to think about doing the small claims route just because you could just fill out their forms, black and white letter of the law, here's the contract, whatever. Um, Okay, so if I fill out their forms, okay, I'm just thinking if I fill out their form and then just let the paperwork speak and don't say anything and have all the witness statements and everything to back up my claim. Well, that's the thing, too, is um, you can't just... uh, 
can't just call up your buddy and say, yeah, show up to court on this day. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm guessing you would have to summons your, um, or subpoena your witnesses. Um, you see, you're going to have to, you're going to have to wait and see if he answers. Like, it's possible that he's already put a check in the mail. You never know, right? It is possible. It is possible. Um, you know, um, do they do they have a look at witness statements um, without the witness being there, or do they have to be there, or you know, when they sign witness statements? Um, I don't know if if you were taking me to court and you said, "Oh, I have this, I have this piece of paper from Joe." Yeah. I'd say, I don't give a shit about your paper. Where's Joe? Yeah. It's all about the man or woman. Get him on the stand. I've done that in family court. Somebody submitted letters to the court on the other party's behalf. And I just said, I'm not accepting those documents. There's no man or woman. The author of those documents aren't here for cross-examination. I, I don't trust those documents. And they are just immediately stricken from evidence. Okay. Rough goes. Uh, rough, rough said, it's simple. Dog on your property, medical bills, witness to appear in court, small claims, 90 days after notification, three times done. Yeah, I believe he's he's in Ontario here up in Canada, but I believe he's been yeah. through small claims at least once. Yeah, I've never, it's, this is, I've never ever done this sort of thing before, never. Uh, you know, um, it's just like, you know, talking a different language to me that I don't understand. Um, you know, when I visually when I visually do it, when I actually do it, and um, I've got the experience of it, then you know, then I'll be able to say, well, I actually did it. You know, I, um, so I know what to do. Up until then, it's uh, I'm just trying to visualize in my head what I would would do or have to do. You you guys have. Um Attorney Generals in Australia? Uh, yes, actually, I just put up in the Australian Law Room uh, yesterday. I received a letter um, regarding. I, I just I just shot off a letter to um, to the Department of Justice saying, "Are our courts, you know, public?" <laughs> just for something to do, and I actually got a response back yesterday. Um, so um yeah uh, there's there's actually um yeah and i my point is i didn't make it i i suppose i didn't make it quite specific but um they they wrote they did write back and um and say that i think there's attorney generals for Yeah, see, there's an attorney general for Queensland. Yeah, so there must be, right so there must be attorney generals for each state. Is that how it is over over your way? Yeah. Um, okay. Was it 
that the attorney actually uh, kind of got sidetracked. I forget why I was talking about. Oh, um, you asked you if there was a general. Either, you could either go on the court website or the attorney general's website and find the. Actually, if you just if you just type into Google "small claims Queensland." or Small Claims Court, Queensland, it'll probably tell you all the rules. Like right from the court website or from the Attorney General's website. And you could probably also find a bunch of sites or articles where lawyers tell you how their small claims system works. So there's probably a lot of information. Small Small claims court's pretty basic, simple, it's every day. So there's probably no shortage of information on how it works. Um, Anything Rough Rough put on the board is probably basically the exact same where you are, but some some of the words will be different probably. Maybe a couple of the steps will be a little bit different, but it'll basically be the same process. Oh, but the Thank attorney you. general, was it the attorney general or was it one of his lawyers that wrote back? Um, it was, it was actually the um, assistant secretary for courts, tribunals and justice policy branch. <laughs> Sounds like a whole load of crap, but. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, it's got yours sincerely, Dr. Al, Dr. Alban Smogdal. Assistant Secretary. There's the letter. Assistant Secretary, Courts, Tribunals and Justice Policy Branch. <sighs> so um, it doesn't matter because they've given me the address of the Attorney General and Minister for Justice in in, um, in Brisbane and her email. So. Yeah, the email is useless. Um, was the letter that you sent more than two sentences? No, it was just, uh, could you tell me if the courts are public? Thank you. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very small. Yeah, that court, I don't know, tennis yeah. court, basketball court. Yeah, it just says thank you for your email of 20th of August. So it's taken nearly a month to get back. Okay, to the Minister for Justice, the Honourable Michael Keenan MP seeking information about whether our courts are public. Your email was referred to the Attorney General, Senator the Honourable George um, Brandis QC, as the federal courts fall under his portfolio responsibilities. I have been asked to reply on behalf of the Attorney General. The openness of our courts is a fundamental principle of the judicial system. Court proceedings are generally open to the public and may be reported freely. However, the principle of open justice is not absolute. Exceptions have been developed by courts through the common law where, on rare occasions, limits are placed on publicity. Some laws also recognise that justice requires that the general rule of openness be modified in particular cases. Exceptions include cases where it is necessary 
in the interests of justice to close the court or suppress the publication of matters, particularly in cases involving children, confidential matters or national security. The provisions of Section 121 of the Family Law Act of 1975 provide that it uh, provide that an offence for a person to publish in a newspaper or periodical publication or by radio broadcast or television or otherwise disseminate to the public or to a section of the public by any means any account of any proceedings under the Act that identifies um, uh, dot a party to the proceeding dot a person who is related to or associate with a party to the proceedings or is otherwise concerned in the matter to which the proceedings relate or dot a witness in the proceedings. The Act establishes the best interest of the child as a paramount consideration in parenting disputes and the provisions under Section 121 provide um, protections to the children and other family members from potential adverse effects of publications of details of private family law matters. Your email did not specify um, the courts about which you are seeking information. The Commonwealth Attorney General is responsible for the federal judiciary and the federal courts. Queensland State Courts fall under the portfolio responsibility of the Queensland Attorney-General and the Minister for Justice, the Honourable Yvette Devath MP. If you require information about the operation of Queensland State Courts, you may wish to consider writing to her at the following address. I hope this information is of assistance. Yours sincerely, blah, 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 blah. Yes, so in other words, uh, whoever that was, they knew that that's not what you were actually asking about, but you that's didn't right. ask specific enough, so they just grabbed your wild bull by the horns and ran it into the ground. Yeah. They just yeah. went off on some trail about publishing family court involving children or something, they just took it off in a new direction and drove it into the ground. That's it. That's it. So they haven't actually answered my my um my my well, real question. Well you didn't ask a real question. They had there was no real question there to answer. Okay. Right. Like it it was I didn't I didn't specify yeah, you didn't. You weren't asking if, about common law courts. You weren't asking about statutory courts. You weren't asking about like it could have been basketball court, could have been a church court. Like a, I don't know. It's you, you didn't. It, it was nowhere near an answerable question. Like she, she would have had to guess no matter what. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'll, you know. Um. See, even if you had asked the proper question, they would have sidestepped the answer anyways, but. 
if you want, we could work on a on on a different way of wording that letter and resend it or send it to whoever. There's a lot of interesting information, but it wasn't what you were trying to get at. That's it. Yeah. Now I read it and I thought, no, that wasn't what I was asking. But yes, good good learning curve for me. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're looking for information about publishing court cases in the newspaper or stuff about family court, then yeah, it would have been a little bit interesting, I guess. But I see, you guys got the same thing over there too. You got the real government and the crown. So they were telling you all about the Crown Court. It was purely statutory, every bit of that answer. Yeah, Yeah, I wrote to uh, a woman acting as Chief Justice of the Family Courthouse here. And uh, I asked her, is the building located at whatever Main Street in Hamilton a public courthouse? And she responded with a long-winded answer and then mentioned something about uh, government buildings. So somehow she converted my question about public courthouses to government buildings, which I thought was kind of interesting kind of implies that to the government, public means government. Yes. It's starting to look like that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess so I guess all the citizens can run around and call the public library the government library. And the public parks are now government parks. Yeah, well I believe that's how they see it. Yeah. Well, the cops already say, oh, these are my roads. I am the law. Oh, well, I found uh, one thing interesting this morning talking to... I went for morning prayer this morning and the um, the uh, organ player who plays for the... who plays for the church, the big cathedral on a Sunday, he's actually a barrister for the law courts here. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I just I just thought that was interesting. You know, he's actually a, a barrister for the law courts here and he plays the, the organ at the cathedral on a um on a Sunday morning. Um and uh, he was just telling the the priest there that um you know, he he he's in the children the the family law court and he said he goes home of a um, you know, they're just uh, yeah, even the judge who um, who is there. He said that uh, 
he goes home of a weekend and he's just floored. Um, you know, with with all these the, the family stuff in the law courts at the moment. Like, what does he mean? Um, because the judge was actually saying they want me to make a ruling, and I can't make a ruling. You know, he said I've got to. Um, he said I've got to leave it up to the woman to decide you know, what to do with the children, how much time she wants to give the man to, you know, um, access or hours to the child or I've got to, you know, I've got to leave it up to the man, which is not usually the case. But they've got to make the decision that he's only the the umpire in it. But, you know, but judging from what's been going on, these people don't know he's just an umpire. They expect the judge to make a decision. And until I heard of Carl um, say that the judge is just an umpire, like in a game, I thought, I thought, I was of the, uh, you know, I thought that that's what the judge does. He makes a decision. So if I can make that mistake, I'm sure a lot of that's the that's a that's the error. A lot, a lot of people, you know, think the same way. Well, judges don't generally create orders. <clears throat> Usually, like in family court, say <clears throat> say the um, say the mom is the one that files the motion. It's up to her or her lawyer to propose the order. The judge doesn't just make something up out of his head. He has to yeah. go by the paper in front of him. So if the mother's filing the motion, she'll serve a notice of motion. She'll fill out an affidavit and she'll tell her story. And then she'll attach a proposed order to her affidavit. So she'll basically say something like, I want the father's access suspended. I want full custody and uh, I want this. And the judge will grant it or deny it. He might grant part of the order and not all of it, but there has to be something in front of him to work with. Like the, you can't just you can't just go in and say my husband's an asshole and the husband can't go in and say oh she's just a bitch oh she does this he does that blah 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 like the judge is just gonna take your kids away you gotta have a good reason for what you believe should happen and you have to clearly explain the situation what you want and why. And the judge will take your proposed order and he'll decide yes or no. But he's not making up an order. He's just saying yes or no to an order. And if the other side doesn't like the order, then they better put in some paperwork in a hurry. But if the judge just starts making all this stuff up, then he's practicing law from the bench. He's acting like somebody's lawyer. But if you're holding your own court, 
you make the orders. You don't propose them. A man gives the orders. You stepped on my toe. You broke your foot. You broke, or you broke, you stepped on my foot. You broke my toe. You're liable. I have jurisdiction over you because you haven't settled in private. And this is what I'm ordering you to do. Pay my medical bill. And the judge just referees it. Was the claim true or wasn't it? Did you step on the guy's foot? Yes or no. Did you pay the medical bill? Yes or no. So the judge is pretty much powerless for making any decisions, just saying yes or no. All court is pretty much two people go in, one loses, one wins. Okay, but if I if I fill in their form, I'll be the plaintiff then. Sorry, what was that? If I like if with with this small well this claim form that I've got, um, I'll be the plaintiff because it's got plaintiffs and defendant on it. Yeah, yeah, that's if you're going the small claims route. Um, it's probably a lot easier to go small claims. Um, I don't have any experience with small claims court whatsoever, but the way I see it is the guy's dog came on your property. Everybody saw it. Everybody saw his dog attack your dog. So there's witnesses the event took place. You have the vet bill to show exactly how much the damage was to your dog. Well, your property, but. So now it's just a matter of he didn't pay the bill. And in the letter he wrote back to you last time, he acknowledged that there was a dog attack. He acknowledges that there's a bill. And he just think, he just thinks that he's only required to pay half. So he's already acknowledged his taking part in the event or his property was involved. He already knows that there's a debt or an alleged debt. He's been given a bill. So it seems like a pretty cut and dry case. It seems pretty obvious. Um, I don't see how he would win if you did this properly. So I would think it's probably a lot faster and easier to just do this small claims. Which, which yeah, pretty, thank you. I'll do that. I'll I will do that. Well, I would I would do some research first. Maybe hopefully somebody because small claims is pretty common. I don't know. You probably whether you realize it or not, you probably know somebody that's been through small claims, whether it be a landlord or a construction worker or somebody's either been sued over a bill or had to sue somebody over a bill. So you could probably find somebody you know or maybe a friend of yours knows somebody that's got a good friend, whatever, 
somebody might be able to tell you all the details. Yeah, see what that what they want you to do is the small claims. When I went walked in there to ask for the a claims form, they said, "Oh, all our claims go through a um, a form now called QCAT." So Q and then C A T. So and they said it's got to be filled out on their forms. And I said, "No, I I said, what if I don't want to fill it out in their forms?" And she said, "Well, I don't know what you're talking about." And I said, "Well, you know, like a just a just a normal claims form." Um, um, I said, "Do you have any of those?" She said, "Well, I'm really not sure what you're meaning." And I said, "Well, put it this way: if I don't want to if I don't want to." Um, write on the QCAT forms um, can I write my own form and she went no you can't do that I said well do you have any other forms <laughs> like a claim form and then she walked away she got her superior the superior came back and I said look I'm, I'm looking for a claims form and that's when the, the woman got underneath the desk pulled out a claims form and, and handed it to me Yes, they you, really, yeah, was, they really didn't want me to have that claims form. They were trying to push this QCAT forms onto me, which is, um, it means Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal. That was That's what QCAT means. Yeah, but what was the other form she gave you? Oh, it was just a normal claims form with, um, with uh, a plaintiff and defendant on it. Hmm. I'm not really sure what that means. It's weird that they would have two different kinds of statutory forms. I don't know. It could be that the small claims form could be under... Um, it's uh, the, the small claims is the magistrate's court. Um the Queensland Civil and Administration Tribunal, which is QCAT. Um, yeah, that, that could be more their, their administrative law. Both of them are administrative law. What's that? Both of them are administrative law. Maybe, maybe one is small claims and one is civil. Because small claims is, I don't know, sort of a mix between civil and common law. Yeah, yeah. Well, the QCAT, that's what it stands for, okay? So Queensland, that's for the Q. And the CAT stands for Civil and Administrative Tribunal. So it's more like a tribunal that decides the case, I guess. And I said, yeah, I didn't want that. Form, I didn't want that. I just wanted claims, a claims form. The other form you got is a civil form, and it is administrative as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're both tribunals, basically. Because if you're filing your own claim, there is no form.
even if they call it a civil claim, it's if it's on their form, you can bet that it's it's just a civil complaint. Well, maybe I should just be getting the QCAT forms. Apparently, they, well, the woman kept saying, look, the QCAT forms, um, these cases are, um, are heard a lot faster. Well, you, you're going to have to do research to find out what the difference is. Yeah. yeah. I can guarantee you they're both statutory. I'm sure. guessing one of them is probably the equivalent. Like, do you have a small claims court? That, well, the QCAT is has um, taken over from the small claims court, and um, this one it says it follows the uniform civil procedure rules of 1999. Yeah, you're gonna have to get on the internet or something, find out what the difference between all those is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Because here we have a civil court and we also have a small claims court and nobody talks about common law court. So I'm guessing those two sets of forms you have, one of them is probably a civil court and the other one's probably a small claims court, but I'm not sure. We don't have anything close to a QCAT here, so I, I don't know really what that means, but you'll have to find out what the difference is between those two. I'm pretty sure one of them will be one will be small claims. Maybe ask yeah, a couple well, questions. The, the small claims is actually that it says what. Under the QCAT forms, it says, what did small claims tribunal previously do? So the actual small claims now is the QCAT. It sounds to me like the QCAT is an appeal if you don't like the decision. It's, it says here, I just logged onto the site. Um, I say Queensland Civil and Administration Tribunal. It says minor civil disputes. Changes for small claims and minor debt matters. So, but, uh, do the Small Claims Tribunal Act of 1973 and the Small Claims Tribunal continue to exist? No. So, when QCAT commenced, the Small Claims Tribunal Act of 1973 was repealed and the Small Claims Tribunal ceased to exist. All the matters previously dealt with by Small Claims Tribunal will be dealt with by QCAT. So, that's where the small claims went. It went into QCAT. Yes, I would maybe... I would maybe look in the QCAT rules and see what processes and procedures, what steps you have to do and everything. 
see what the rules okay. are or whatever. I'll do that. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'm just thinking um I'm just thinking even if it runs according to statutes, the guy's property caused property to your pro- caused damage to your property. I'm not sure how the code how he would be able to turn it around to make it your fault or to make it that he's not at fault. Is one of those cases where I don't think it matters if it's statutory or common law. I think it's a pretty, it's pretty much. I don't see how the guy will win. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out the uh, UCC rules of Because you're going to get back what you deserve, 
and he's going to get a bit of a lesson too. And you'll gain some experience in the whole bit. Well, that's, you know, the experience is, is just, yeah, that's going to be wonderful. But see, if, if this guy gets his ass kicked in court because his stupid dogs are out attacking other dogs, he's probably going to keep his dog in the fence from now on. Like, I, I think it'd be kind of funny you kick his ass in court and then the other neighbor whose dog got attacked asks you, how did you do that? Oh, here, you want to see the forms? Just show them all the paperwork. This is what I did. This is what I said. You just have everybody in the in the neighborhood who's ever had their dog attacked, just so everybody can sue them one by one. Yeah, well, we are. Um, I said, look, that that um, I don't know. They're they're sort of not neighbors that would want to do that. But what I can do is take all the witness statements and put it through to the council. Yeah, you could. I would. Uh... I'd probably be trying to get my neighbors to do all that. Like, I think I would step right away from all that. I think I would just sue his ass. Sue his ass, take my money and go home. Maybe stir up the pot, tell the neighbors, oh, you could ask this or you could say that or you could write a letter to blah, blah, blah. But I think I would just kind of put the bug in everybody else's ear and let them do all this stuff. Right, right. And if they decide to do that, I'll I'll help them as much as I can. Yeah, help help them out, give them ideas or whatever. Being Plant being neighbourly and all, and helping my fellow man. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but I don't it's know. Up to them. I think if I I think if I sued them in one, I would leave it at that. I wouldn't be going in riding them out to city hall and complaining to this and all I think I'd let other people do that. It sounds like the neighbors are kind of pissed already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've got, I've, 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 I've got, I've got neighbors that, you know, they just said, no worries, you know, we'll give you a statement. No worries. So, No, I'll just, look, I, yeah, look, I'll just, um, you know, the thing is, I'd be happy with the vet bill to be paid. So, um, and, you know, it says, you know, it says in the Bible, treat your neighbour as you would like to be treated yourself. So if I just get them to uh, pay the court costs and the vet bill. Yeah, you might go to a lawyer and the lawyer might say, yeah, she's not giving up. She knows that you owe it. You're going to lose. You may as well just pay her or you're going to have to pay for a lawyer. And if you don't get a lawyer, he can't use a lawyer either. So he'll be sitting there stuck. He'll have to do it in court himself anyway. Sorry, what was that again? He might He might go and talk to a lawyer and the lawyer might say, Dude, she has witnesses and she has the bill. You're going to lose. And he might just pay the bill. 
And the lawyer might also tell them, well, you're going to lose. You can get a lawyer and try anyways, but you're just going to pay for a lawyer and have to, and you're going to have to pay court costs, lawyer fees, and pay her the vet bill anyway. So he might end up just paying you last minute. Oh, she's already, she's going to court. I'm not going to win this. Like, he might pay the vet bill and your filing fee before you go to court. At a pinch, he may pay the vet bill, but he probably ain't going to pay the filing fee. (laughs) Yeah, he will. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you pay a filing fee, you're not going to get that money back. So I would make him pay for it. Say, look, bud, I told you to pay the vet bill. You didn't pay it. Told you to pay it again. You didn't pay it. I had to go and pay a filing fee because you wouldn't pay it. So now you can pay the vet bill and the filing fee, and then I'll drop it. If he says I'll pay the vet bill, I'm not paying the filing fee, okay, bud, see you in court. And then, so I just read QCAT does property damage disputes, claims for payments of the amount for damage to property caused by and arising out of the use of a vehicle.
Is the show still going? Yep. Okay. I have a silly uh, question unless you're you're busy answering other questions. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I know. Help. You'll just have to wait your turn, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> you interrupted. Okay. <laughs> I'll wait. The silence. Uh, okay, Mike. Uh, my wife is a school teacher. So I was discussing with my wife yesterday uh, if, uh, you know, CPS or whatever come to the door, if they ask for children, we can say, well, there's no children here, but my wife has children when she works because she has like 30 children every 90 hours or so. Uh, and I guess our theory is uh, a school teacher would have to follow the rules of CPS because if a child is injured, or or something, whatever, they, they have to follow the rules of Child Protective Services because under a teacher, they have children, I guess. Right? Is, is that... Because it, it, as a teacher, you're, you're under statutes. Well, as a teacher, you're under statutes, yes, but it doesn't mean that you have to break the law. And it also doesn't mean that you have the right to administrate somebody else's property either. Um, <clears throat> the, the, yeah, okay. We were if, seeing it the way where, let's say, a, a, uh, one of our children at school, like one of our students at school, cuts her finger or cuts their finger or whatever, then she can't say, oh, no, no, like, don't, don't get medical help from that. Like, she's kind of forced to send that, that student to the uh, school, uh, whatever, health person, and right? Like, she has yeah. to follow, you know, those type of rules. Yes, but... but, but, but okay, go ahead. If I, if I walk into that school off the street and I go straight to your wife and I say, Billy's coming with us, your wife does not have to say, oh, yeah, no problem, Billy, go off to slaughter. You can say, no, 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 there's processes and procedures. I can't just go and give away kids to anybody that walks in here. If you have your photo ID from CPS and you have a court order and you have warrants signed by judges and the yada, yada, yada that comes along with the process and procedure, you should have gone to the school principal, not to me. So even though she may be bound by the rules of the school and the codes, it doesn't mean that she has to just give people's kids away. But okay. realistically, it would be more the school principal's problem. In which case, hopefully, which I doubt, but hopefully the school principal is aware that they can't just go off of an email. Like if you show up to the school to pick up your kid and the principal says, nope, we're not giving you the kid. PPS told us you can't have your kid. They can't do that. They're not above judges. They're not above parents. They're not above God. They can't just tell a man that he can't go pick up his kid from school. 
so mandated reporter or not. See if 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 a kid goes to your wife and said, "Daddy touches me, mommy beats me," stuff like that, she's pretty much obligated to report that. But yeah, yeah, right. CPS can't just slap a piece of paper in front of your wife and say oh, well, Billy shows up to school with messy hair every day and he doesn't have his clothes washed, he wears the same clothes all week and blah, 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 and just slap. She can't just slap a bunch of crap on a piece of paper and force her wife to sign it because she's bound by codes. Right? Like if CPS came in and said, well, tomorrow when Billy comes in for school, spank him and put him in the corner. Yeah, that's legal. You still can't be you can't be a Nazi officer and go shooting Jewish babies. It's unlawful to do that. You can't break the law to follow the code. Mm-hmm. So there is rules you're expected to follow, but there's processes and procedures CPS has to follow. But that's more the principal's responsibility. And if the principal has a problem, Hopefully the principal would know better than to phone, would know better than to just give somebody's kid away, and they would hopefully get the superintendent of the school board involved, a lawyer, cops up there, find out what's going on, and not just give people's kids away to the first CPS worker that shows up begging or barking orders. Right, and you would hope that the uh, principal would phone the parents and say. CPS is here, blah, blah, blah. But they probably would never do that, eh? That's the problem. I would, I'm just guessing. I Actually, I don't even want to say a number, but most of the time, even if the school has a copy of the court order on file, CPS will just send an email and the principal will deny the parent access to their own kid. Oh, okay. They'll think CPS... <clears throat> They'll think just based on an email alone, they'll figure that the CPS has more authority than the judge. Oh, well, CPS said so. So maybe this court order doesn't exist anymore because CPS knows best. I have to listen to CPS. And it doesn't matter what the court order says. As soon as CPS says, don't let daddy see that kid, daddy's cut out of the picture completely. Okay. But see, another thing too is I don't recommend your wife go rocking the boat at the place where she works, but somebody should probably let this principal know what the law is and what the codes say. Because these principals should be aware that CPS is not above the law. Okay. But even cops think CPS is above the law. Well, it seems like everybody has a fear factor when there's CPS involved. Like everybody says, you know, 99% of the people I speak to, they all say, I just kind of follow them. You know, they just, you know, they just presume you're going to follow whatever they say. Yeah. 
And when you say, well, I'm not going to do that, and then they look at you weird. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, if, um, if you have a puke bucket big enough, you could grab the uh, Child and Family Services Act and read through it. But <laughs> I remember um, one thing I found interesting in the definition section, consent was consent by both parents. But if you look through just the definitions, you'll probably find a couple interesting things. Right. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know, just because they're mandated to do something doesn't mean a man or woman is mandated to to comply. Yeah, exactly, because they, ha- they have to follow their policy, but it's their policy, it's not the man's policy. Yeah. Right. And I did uh, go through it seven months ago when the uh, when I did get that phone call. And I found some interesting things in there, but I mean, it, you can always read it both ways where these are all the things that they have to follow when there's a child in their, in their uh, authority or whatever you say it, you know. Yeah. But, but, like, um, like, let's, let's say they're holding a child legally, then they have to follow all these rules and their statutes. Yeah. But see, if I get a job working for the government, the government's going to slap rules on me because if I'm a government agent and I go out and I cause harm, loss, or injury to a man, that man can sue the government. So the government tells me, you better follow these rules. I don't want you going out and causing harm to, to, to man and having man sue us. So you better follow these rules. And if you break these rules and cause harm, you're on your own. I will protect you as long as you're obeying my rules. But if you don't obey my rules and you cause harm to a man, the man is going to sue you. You're personally liable. If you overstep your statutory boundary, you're liable as a man. We only protect you if you're doing your job. Government rules apply to government. So they don't cause... But yeah, you kind of hit it too. um, Yeah, if if they've gone through the court process and a child is deemed to be a ward of the court, then that is when... When they're saying, oh, the child in care, blah, blah, blah. When child in care, blah, blah, blah. But it's always the child in their care. Yeah. It has to be adjudicated into their care. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, when you read the code, if you don't have that in mind, you you can read it as though, like, all these men and women have to follow these rules. But if you put in the mind that it's the government employees that have to follow the rules then the code makes sense because let's say legally they take a, 
a child or a property from someone legally for, for legitimate reasons, you want those government employees to follow those rules, not to injure that child. Yeah. Right? So it, it, it makes sense. Well, like the rules, are, the, the, the rules make sense. Well, let's say, let's say I was a hardcore drug addict and I was never around and my wife had some kind of mental issues and she couldn't take care of the kids and both of us decided together that we can't take care of the kids. And both me and my wife gave full consent, like just gave the kid away to CPS then those rules apply to CPS on how they're going to deal with a kid that's been given consent by both mom and dad. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they just get to run around the streets and grab kids and all these rules magically apply because they kidnapped somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes sense in my... Like, that's what I believe, and that's what it makes sense in my mind. And... uh, you know, it's, it's it's easy enough to to just go with that. Well, the way I see it, if I apply for a government job, one of the requirements for that job is going to be to get a driver's license. So now, if I'm operating under that driver's license and I blow through a stop sign and hit a man, kill a family of five, whatever, then I'm 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 not pers- well I I would be personally liable now because if I if I didn't go through that stop sign I wouldn't have hit that other car if I had followed the government rules the government would have protected me but I blew through that stop sign I did it on my own mhm so it doesn't matter what the what the act or statute is, it applies to government. Government rules apply to government. It's all telling them what they can't do to man or how how a motor vehicle operator is supposed to act or how a police officer is supposed to act. The judicial act will tell you how whatever all the acts apply to certain actors. Yeah, and really, like a uh, a taxi driver is a driver, a uh, uh, a driver that drives a commercial truck, you know, for transporting goods. That's a driver. A, a police officer is a driver, but a man moving his property is not a driver. Like it's a uh, like all those other people have to follow the rules. The the operating of a license, right? Well, what's the big famous cowboy job? Driving cattle. The job. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're employed while you're moving property, then you're a driver. If you're just moving property and not employed, you're not a driver. Well or no. I guess I guess technically employed is a statutory term. Okay. Well, let's say hmm, 
okay, let's say I'm a farmer and I hire the neighbor's kid to uh, load up my truck full of watermelons and drive them into the market. If I'm not, if my farm is not a registered corporation, then it's all private. Right. Technically, I hired my neighbor's kid. Technically, he's working, but he's just getting compensated for his labor. He's not actually engaged in commerce. Okay, so he's not he's not employed, and he's not a driver then. Because it would still be my property that he's moving around for me. Right, just right, dating right. this fellow man for compensation, of course. Hmm. Did you think if you look up the uh, definitions in the IRS code, it's uh, like the definitions are pretty interesting, but Taxable events are stuff like wages, salary, profit. Um, I can't remember, but everything but compensation for labor. Compensation for labor is not taxable, but salaries and wages are. Profits are taxable. And is uh, compensation for labor, is that a term of art that they use, or is that is that common law? I'm not really sure. Okay. And what was the thing when Carl was saying, if you have a contract, like let's say I have a contract with Mike Miller, like Leo Seymour and Mike Miller, we have a contract. And uh, no third party can see that contract, correct? If it's a private contract between me and you, no third party can intervene in that contract unless we want to. Yep. Okay. So it's like that boy that you hire or that you, you ask to move your melons for you. If it's a private contract, well, there's nobody that can say, well, show me the contract. Was it wages? Was it salary? Was it profit? You know, right? You don't even have to. If it's a private contract, nobody can force you to, to show that. Yep. Okay. So you can always ask the question, what proof do you have that I'm employed or that I'm, right? Because there's no proof. Nobody can ever find proof of anything of that. Yeah, see, when, a, you're, when you go to work for GM, you're signing all the paperwork when you get hired and you're admitting that you're a taxpayer and you're promising you're going to report all income from all sources, whatever income is. Um, you're giving your employer permission to send all your information directly to Revenue Canada. So you're consenting to all of it. You're working for a registered corporation. You you flock to it. Yeah. But, yeah, same thing if, if you're my neighbor and you call me up and say, hey, Mike, I... I I'm sick of painting. I got all kinds of other shit to do. I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour to paint my back fence. 
then you're not a registered corporation. I'm not a registered corporation. Neither one of us signed any Canada revenue forms. I don't know what taxable events are. You're just paying me to pay the fence. Exactly, yep. Yeah, it's not like there's any pay stubs. There's not any reportable earnings. There's no time card. Nobody's got records of what shift I was working. It, it kind of makes me laugh. I was thinking this a while ago, but uh, just working for a guy for cash, it's called under the table. Ooh, sneaky. It, it just makes me laugh. You can't just work for your friend or your neighbor anymore. you got to be breaking the law if you're working for cash. Right. When did that and yeah, so in a sense, under the table, it just means it's private. Like, I mean, you, you, you could you could say, I'm just privately working, or I mean, I'm just... Yeah, like if, if, um, like if I went to work at GM, and my foreman said, okay, we'll come in on Saturday and work for five hours, and I'll pay you for eight cash. Yeah. That would be under the table because he's a corporation. I'm working for a corporation. That's reportable income that's not being reported. That's being sneaky. That might be under the table. Oh, okay. But if you ask me to paint your fence for 10 bucks an hour, that's not under the table. That's not sneaky. That's not reportable income not being reported. It's just a private deal, private contract. Right. And we don't even have to put it on paper. The verbal agreement. I know you're good for your word. You know I'm good for my word. We don't have to put it on paper. We don't plan to go to court. It's not like we have to keep our books straight. not like we have to report it to Revenue Canada. There's nothing going on here, nothing to see. It's just funny, yeah. the first thing that comes up is, oh, I'm, are you working under the table? <laughs> yeah. Just constantly hiding from mommy and daddy. But they're, they, I don't, know, I don't know if it's they, but there's new laws coming out all the time that's making private contracts more difficult because they're, uh, they're following large cra uh, cash transactions like if you pull out a lot of cash they they, they always ask you oh, what's the cash for right they uh, or if you try to deposit cash they ask you where the cash came from so the fucking you know. business i know exactly but they it, they're i think they're mandated to ask that right whether you're taking cash out or putting cash in <coughs> yeah well it's fine they're mandated to ask but they can't <laughs> they can't just say you don't get the money because you don't tell us what it's for. Yeah, I, I always say my grandma gave it to me, or it's for my grandma. They look at you and they're they can't, whatever. Right? It's never for my grandma, or it's never from my grandma. But that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, <clears throat> I think that's kind of well. For one, it's being dishonest. Okay. But 
I think I would ask, uh, why, why would you ask me that? Like you could, it, it, it sounds rude, but you could ask, how is that your business? Because really, it's not any of their business, none whatsoever. Because I, I, I've been told, like I've asked that, and they, and they've been, I've been told that if it's over three, three thousand or five thousand in cash, like when you pull out of the bank, you, you want cash, then, then they were, they say, well, we have, we report it to the government, and we have to write the reason you asked for the cash. Like okay, the, reason is, the reason is no answer given. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. See, my grandma died about 10 years ago, so it's always for my grandma or from my grandma. See, I don't know. I. Uh, so I would know it be better to say no answer then? I, I know it's not a big deal or anything, whatever, and it's none of their business, but I, I don't the point in lying if I don't want to tell somebody I'm not going to make something up I'm just going to say it's none of your business I don't want to go and be rude to the teller at the bank but really it's none of her fucking business so I like to see the same thing sometimes I go to uh, a store and I'm at the cash register and they're like what's your postal code you oh yeah, they that? yeah. They always ask, or they ask for your your phone number, or your postcode. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't tell them. Like I have no clue why you care what the post. For one, I don't own any such thing as a postal code. Two, it's none of your freaking business. Like, I I I won't make up one. I won't, I don't even know what my postal code is. But I'll just I'll, I'll either say I don't know. Or I'll ask them, why do you want to know that? Oh, mm-hmm. it's just a survey. Oh, okay. And I don't tell her. Yeah. Yeah, I presume that's for tracking. It must be for their marketing tracking or whatever, right? It must be for the yeah, to see how we have. Whatever. Yeah, it's none of their business. Yeah, yeah it's for, yeah. Yeah, but if 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 she said, "Oh, well, why are you taking such a large amount of money out?" I'll just say, "Well, why why would you ask? Is that your business?" And if she says, "Oh, I'm mandated to ask," oh, okay, well, that's fine that you're mandated to ask. And just leave the awkward silence there. Right, so they're, man- they're, 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 they're they're mandated to ask, but we're not mandated to answer. Like no. a man is on, right? Yeah. Right. But, but I I would just I would just leave it a big awkward pause. Thank you for telling me that you're mandated to ask, and just shut up and let her decide. Is she going to fork over the money? Is she going to say something else stupid? Is she going to run and get her supervisor? Whatever, balls in your court, ma'am. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Because a lot of a, a lot of times on the farm here, when I hire someone, well, this happened a few instances. They'll come, they'll give me a quote, and then uh, let's say the whatever the amount is, they'll give me a quote of the job I need done, and I say, well, if I pay you in cash, they come back, and normally the quote is less, and there's no GST and there's no whatever if I pay cash, right? 
So yeah. I save, they save, and you know, like you just pay cash. But then you always have to go to the bank and grab whatever cash you need to to pay off the guy right when the job's done. Well, that's another thing too. Like you go, but, to but, but, I, but I don't want to tell the bank. Oh, it's because I'm hiring this guy and I'm paying him cash. Like it, it's all legit, but it's then that yeah. guy might get you know. It's private, right? No, no, it's just like if you take your car to the garage to get work done on it. Ask the guy how much is it going to cost. When the guy tells you how much it will cost, just say how much is it if I pay cash. See if mm-hmm. the price changes. It might get a little cheaper. You might say, oh, come by on Sunday. Yeah. You might say, here's my number. Call me on Saturday, and I'll I'll do it on Saturday afternoon. I live just around the corner. You never know. No, like more and more people should be doing that because then they just... Yeah. Because they save, you save, everybody saves, right? Yeah, there's there's places that will that will drop the tax if you're paying cash. Yeah. Little shit like that, you'd be surprised. That's the thing I tell people, too. If you have some kind of a small business going on and you don't feel like paying taxes and you don't feel like jumping through all these corporate hoops, just start talking to your customers. You're going to have an idea which ones are cool, which ones aren't. Just while you're doing your small business, just say to people, yeah, I'm thinking of shutting down the business and just doing this privately on the side. If I did that, would you still be a customer? And if they say, oh, yeah, no problem. Whoa, yeah, the price will be cheaper too, by the way. Oh, yeah, great, no problem. Yeah, you ever shut the business down, operate privately, let me know. I'll I'll get you to do it. You start building your clientele before you shut the business down. You say, Canada Revenue, thanks, but kiss my ass and close and shop. Never deal with them again. Take this business number and shove it. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. There's another uh, example I did last week. Um, I uh, to buy some. I I need to build another uh, shop or another shed in, on my property. And normally, I buy wood at the real uh, the retail store, like at the UFA. And uh, but there is a. Um, Maybe 20 miles from here, there there is a local or a um, a sawmill. Uh, but the sawmill, they're not allowed to sell to the public. Like the public has to go buy from from the uh, retail store because the you know the the sawmill sells it to the middleman and the middleman sells it back to the retail. Then the public goes and buys it at the retail. So I sent an email. Uh, it took me three days to think of the the way to send the email, but I. Uh, I found out who the general manager of the um, of the uh, lumber, like the sawmill, is, and I just said, uh, "Hello, Jason. I hope all is well with you. I was told many times that you are the man that can help me with the following." And then I listed the three uh, the three bundles of of type of lumber I need, and then I uh, said that please let me know the and I listed four four questions: the price for each bundle, the best time for pickup, 
the type of payment, whether he wanted cash or check or whatever, and the total cost for the two bundles. And I said, you can email me or text me at this number. And then two days later, he replied. And all he said was, hello, Leo, please see below. And he wrote me the the price for the three lumber, and he, and he told me that I have to pick it up, you know, a specific time. And that uh, I had to wait two weeks because he, he has to get the uh, the lumber ready. But yeah, I'm, bu- I'm going to be buying lumber directly from the sawmill and probably saving, uh, you know, probably $1,200 in, in the process. So. Yep. So it's just kind of funny when you think you're the public, then you're not allowed to buy there, but if you just man-to-man to the general manager, well, you know, I'm not the public, right? Yep. Yeah, another thing you got to think about too is, uh, especially the small businesses, they've probably had enough of the government bullshit and Canada revenue breathing down their neck and everything else too, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of stuck to the stores when, okay, now on top of provincial tax, now there's goods and services tax we got to add on top of that. That pissed the stores off too. Okay, now our now our our shelf price is higher, or we're gonna have to pay the GST to make the customers happy. But it seems like when Carl was saying it's more of a lifestyle, this common law, it is true in a sense where it's not just when you have a problem at court to have a problem whatever it's daily life, you know, uh, just dealing with the way you deal with, with men and women, right? Or with man and man and woman. Yep. Yeah, it's it's all just pure logic and common sense. It's everyday life. It's just reality. None of this lawyer make-believe bullshit. Everything is just common sense. All you do is you just cut the bullshit. Yeah, total agreement there. That's all lawyers do. They go on with 30 pages of hocus pocus. It's all bullshit. All of it. It's all smoke and mirrors, it's all misdirection, it's all flowery, stupid words. It's just ridiculous. And I guess it's not our fault, but whoever falls for it, it's their fault for believing that they're under that control or under that jurisdiction, yep. right? Yep. Like as soon as you wake up to the fact that uh, nobody can tell you what to do, well, yep. we're, like without compensation, then that's all you need to know. Like, the Susie Bell just told me to do this, and you're like, well, who the hell are you? Or who are you, right, to tell me? Yeah, you go to McDonald's, you say, yeah, can I, they're like, can I take your order, please? Yeah, one Big Mac. Okay, one Big Mac coming up, and you pay for the Big Mac. Yeah. That's how it is. You order something. So city bylaw enforcement officer comes up and he says, rake your freaking leaves. No problem. 
one rake these freaking leaves coming right up. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it sounds ridiculous, but it is just pure common sense. But also, everyday real life, that's all it is. Just break it down to simple what's actually going on here. None of this, okay, you're an agent, this blah, blah. Okay, I know you're a man, Bob. What are you telling me to do? And how do you believe you have this right or authority to tell me that? Okay, then put it in an order. But also, the, 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 there's some people, like, I have bees and I never bought a license to have bees. And in Alberta, you must have a license if you have bees. But I was talking to another bee, you know, another guy who has 80 hives, and he was telling me, he goes, well, you're going to get inspected and you've got to make sure your floor is this and then, then, then. I'm looking at him thinking, well, I'll never get inspected because I never bought a license, but this guy bought a license and he gets inspected every year and he has to follow all the rules of the license. Right? Yeah. So that's another thing. People, if you buy the license or ask for a permit or apply for a permit or whatever, then then you're following those rules of the permit or the license or the whatever, right? Well, it's actually worse than that. What you're doing is for no apparent reason, you're just phoning somebody up and saying, here I am, this is what I'm doing, can you be my mommy, please? I need some rules. Yeah. That's all you're doing. You're ratting yourself out. You're calling them and saying, please invade every aspect of my life. You're asking for it. You're saying, here I am. They didn't know you existed until you yeah. called them up. And you you begged them for a benefit. Okay, here's a benefit and all the rules that come with it. And you're sitting there scratching your head, going, "I, I, I don't know where the benefit is." I see all these rules. Yeah, I know it's kind of silly. There's all kinds of ways of looking at it. It's just so funny, but to keep the roads safe we have to make sure everybody's a licensed driver. Okay, so now 99% of accidents are caused by licensed drivers. The fuck did that do? License doesn't mean everybody knows how to drive now. Didn't make the roads safe. Okay, maybe now it's easier to track who screws up, but it doesn't make the roads safer. Oh, you gotta gotta you gotta get a bee license, so now nothing will ever happen to your bees, or your bees won't get out and do something now because you have a license. Well, maybe you won't be cruel and unusual to your bees. Well, maybe if you have a license, all your bees will wear helmets and seatbelts. Like, what kind of nonsense? Yeah. Have Have you ever did any uh, gold panning, Mike? Nope. Okay, well, here in Alberta, <laughs> I've, I've done some gold padding. And in Alberta, a, a, a sluice box, it's called, you know, where you you uh, water flows down it and you put dirt and then it'll, it'll catch the uh, the gold. Like instead of just using a pan, you can use a, a, a sluice box, it's called. Well, in yeah. Alberta, you can gold pan, you don't need a license. But if you use a, a, slu- a slew box or a sluice box or whatever it's called, you need a license. So... Uh, I went and bought a sluice box, and the guy was telling me, well, 
you'll you'll have to get a license and this and that. And I'm looking at him. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I buy the sluice box, but I've never bought a license. And I'm thinking, if I find gold, it's my gold. It's not the queen's gold or whatever, because it's, you know you're finding out in Crown Lands, so supposedly it's the queen's gold. That's why you need to buy a license or whatever. But it's another thing which is kind of silly. You know, because Carl talks about a claim, you know, just claim your goal or claim your, your, your claim. So then whatever is in that 24 foot or 48 foot, it's, it's your goal. But now you have to buy a license to, you know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, just, but it's just ridiculous. Like, what is the purpose of the license for other than taxation? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, it, I can see the reason why they would like people to be a licensed brain surgeon before you go doing brain surgery it kind of makes sense why they would want to have people licensed drivers stuff like that it makes sense you're trying to pretend to protect the public or something but what is the purpose of licensing looking for gold in the creek yeah just way of taxing you yeah not like your gold's going to jump out of the pan and go kicking the neighbor in the balls or something like because you can find way more gold with a sluice box than just gold panning right yeah like you know that's and i think their theory is once you use a sluice box well then you can you know you can make some good coin in in a day you know if you if you find the right spot right yeah but I'm sure I never got a license. I'm sure if you get a license, you probably have to report on it every year or every quarter or something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, all that is is, is uh, when you apply for that license, all it is is, hey, look, I'm over here. I'm making money. You want some? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something you have the right to do. Why would you want a license? I could see a driver's license so you don't get beat up on the side of the road or whatever, but the whole idea of begging for a license to do something that you're already allowed to do is just strange. Seeing what you were saying earlier about a public building or a public park, whatever, they believe that the government owns the public building and the public park. You know, and I think here or whatever, the, the, if it's a public land like crown land, they believe that the government owns that crown land. So if you, I think yeah. their theory or whatever, if you find gold on their land, their government land, well, you have to give them a cut, but it's not their land. It's it's, it's nobody's no, land, no. right? It, Public they're public land. servants. See, the the crown can't own anything. They're just public servants or pretending to be public servants. So they're just a bunch of trustees. So the crown doesn't own crown land. The crown is holding the land in trust, just waiting for a man to come and claim it. Right, yeah. So the way I see it, I can go find a good chunk of crown land, I can go stake my claim, and then I can go register it. I, a man, claim this property. 
and then it's mine. I have the right of use. God's land, this is the section I'm using. And then now that I've registered that I'm the man hanging out on that land, now if a, a gang of bandits with guns come and try and run me off my claim, I can just go into town and stick the sheriff on them. Okay, you got a duty and obligation to protect the property of man. Yeah. I have right to that property. My my right is my property to use that land. Go run these guys off my land. To me, registering it only gives them the authority to protect it. Now they know whose it is to protect. So I figure if I go and I stake my, my little plot of land out, obviously I'm going to have a creek with gold in it. Mine. Yeah. Trees are mine. And then and then you you probably have the mineral rights because you you oh. would claim like like oh you'd have mineral rights. If I dig halfway to China and a guy from China digs halfway to Canada, we meet in the middle. That's where my shit ends, where his yeah. starts. Yeah. But now when you buy property from another person, it it explicitly say that that you don't have the the. Uh, the mineral rights, right? It, it kind of says what, in there. What's, no mineral, mineral what's, what's mineral rights? Well, if they find oil or gas or gold or whatever, then you only own the first three inches of the soil or something. That yeah. Property, that property? Vital just hit the nail right on the head. You diminish the, the rights to mineral rights. Gives a shit about mineral rights. This is my property. Piss off. Ah, I see. I missed that. So in a sense, you don't want to have mineral rights. You just you you have rights. Yep. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Jesus Christ! They catch you in every spot, eh? See, another thing you're supposed to do. I shouldn't say this publicly because it's recorded, but when I do, uh, like I'll be building on the shop, so I'll be bringing electricity to that shop. Supposedly, you're supposed to pull a permit when, when you when you add electricity to your farmyard, but I never pull a permit. I just add electricity, add electricity, and then sometimes when it gets complex, I'll hire an electrician, pay him cash, and then he, he does, the, like I tell him what to do, and he, he does it, you know, by code or whatever. But he'll always ask, did you pull a permit? And I'll say, well, no. So then he always tells me I wasn't here. And then he still does the job. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny where it says you must pull a permit. And then you don't pull a permit. Nobody knows about it. Nobody inspects it. Then you don't have to pay all these extra fees and stuff. I love that word, must. Yeah. What, you mean like a moldy smell, a horny elephant, like uh, fresh brewing wine? What? This must make it an order. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'd like to must a Big Mac, please. <laughs> oh, and the word must, I'll, uh, when you buy a hunting license, it's a provincial thing. 
But for the migratory birds, you have to buy it at the post office, and it's a migratory bird sticker that you add to your hunting license that you can kill the uh, the goose or ducks or whatever. But that's you have to buy that at the post office in Canada. And then, so last year I, I bought a, a tag for migratory bird, and then every three months they send me a survey that I must fill out, which I, I've never filled out, but they Every three months, they send me a survey of, you know, how many hours I hunted, how many birds I killed, and blah, blah, blah. And it, it says, because I bought a migratory license, that I have, I must. How, like, can, oh, they prove that, how can they prove that the bird you killed is a migratory bird? And what's a migratory? It, yeah, I I have no clue, but I just threw it in the garbage, and I'm not in jail yet. But supposedly, I must. I'll tell you the joke about the health inspector that went to inspect a Chinese restaurant. And, uh, you know, he's doing his inspection. Then eventually he gets to uh, the kitchen storage area where they keep, you know, all the food and stuff. And the inspector goes, I'm going to have to write you up. You you have seagulls over here. And the Chinese guy goes, seagulls? No, 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 no seagulls. Sea chicken. <laughs> what happened? The call died? No, no. <laughs> oh, you guys still trying to figure it out? No, we're still laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> I muted all. No, 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 no seagull, no seagull, see chicken. <laughs> Most dishonorable. And they suit, and they say tuna is the chicken of the sea. I think seagull is. All right, since we got a break, uh, Mike, have you given any thought to uh, my uh, order from the judge, so-called order, and how to attack Uh, it? No, I haven't put any thought into it. Uh, Specifically what? Well, I kind of forget what we were talking about last time. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you don't, we'll just talk about it tomorrow morning. Uh, that lady, Rebecca's trying to get on the call so she can, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what's going on with her situation. She went to court today, and uh, I didn't get full details from her, but they moved it uh, over to October sometime. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's near the end of October, so she has lots of time. Actually, she's supposed to have a, a different trial on the same issue coming up. She just told me next week, so that has to be dealt with also. Let me look at the tax and see what date it was. I think it was October 17 or something. Hold on. 
Hold on to what? To your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to your property. <laughs> Hold on to your middle fingers. <laughs> no need to. Your, they know what to do. To your member. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was thinking, just since uh, there's a break, I was thinking if if, if a lady... All he, needs, all he needs for that is two fingers. <laughs> I was thinking if a lady comes to my front door, the first question I'll ask her is, uh, have I intercourse with you in the past? And she'll say no for sure. And I'll say, do you want to intercourse with me now? And she'll probably say no. And I'll say, I don't want to intercourse with you either. You're trespassing. Please leave. <laughs> I think there's probably a better way to handle it. Yeah, I first would ask for a business card and to see some form of ID. And then I would walk her out to the edge of the road where your land meets their land, you know, public land. And I'd put her in her side and I would stay on my side. And then go from there. <laughs> Remove the trespasser first. Really? Well, if she's a public official, she's got no business being on private land. Oh. So can you use self-help to move a public official off your land? I would would be careful with that. One one thing that I heard that uh, that was kind of funny was uh, uh, this old man was there and some official came on on his land and uh, he told him to walk off and uh, he he wouldn't so he starts yelling into the house to the wife you know to bring the rifle bring the rifle Mary bring the rifle bring the rifle Mary give me that rifle. And uh, the guy just ran off the off the land, and he didn't even have a rifle. <laughs> Little dangerous, but pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even really look at it as public official. Any man or woman comes to my door, and I I have no reason to talk to them. They'll probably just say, yeah, you're trespassing. Please leave. If they happen to have cop uniforms, I'll probably let them know that so long as they have a signed warrant with a bond attached to it, yeah, come on over. Let me know. I'll go secure the bond. I'll let you guys do whatever you want.
Would everybody hang up? Well, no, Vital was supposed to get something. I just kind of interrupted with that little thing. Oh, he got, he hung up. He's still on the board. I just jumped in because it was dead air. I'm just... <laughs> October 19th. October 19th. What what about the other court date? What what kind of court date is that? Is it just a hearing? Well, there's, there's another one uh, next week, she said. I didn't get too much details on that, which is also supposed to be a trial. And then she has something else for October 7th. There's like three cases going on. Uh, she also said that she received uh, uh, photographs from uh, the SBCA um, with, uh, or they introduced it into court or something. Which they might, I think they mailed it to her about the condition of the animals and uh, you know, current condition of the animals or something. So did they give her? Um... Did they give her a list of all the animals they took? Oh, she's got all that. Uh, it was different times that they came. Huh? And, uh, and she's got she's got all that. But this kind of uh, you know gives uh, some evidence of you know how the animals are doing and how many they have and and that type of stuff. How many they still have. You mean they've furnished her with a list of all the items they robbed from her? Right. Well, not all, just these specific ones that uh, they're reporting on. What, you mean they ripped her off before and didn't give her a receipt? They ripped her off a few times, I guess. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a long story and, you know, so much going on, but yeah. Well, every time they took her shit, they must have gave her a list of what they took. If not, it's in court documents somewhere. It has to be. Yeah, yeah, they have. I think I believe they have all that. But um, she she uh, posted a story on in the room there. Um, and what uh, huh? What room? The room that I set up for me, you, and her. Well, how come so you didn't add me? Huh? How come you didn't add me? You are there. Uh, I looked the other day. I wasn't in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're there. You're there. It's uh, horse hell. Uh, I don't think I would look on Skype today, but I didn't see it last time I looked. I don't think it's showing up on my phone. Oh, if it isn't, let me know, because that, that could be a problem. I'll probably take you out and put you back in. But uh, it's showing that you're in there. I'll take you out. I hope you take me to a nice restaurant if you're going to take me out. <laughs> Wine and dine me. 
and you can even you can even intercourse with me. That's fine. Are just, you don't, just, just don't fornicate me. No breach of my enclosure. I can tell you that. Not even with middle fingers. Hey, this is a family show. <laughs> so, um, uh, where was I? Oh, so she posted this uh, link to some news story. I guess, you know, there's been a lot of writing up about this. And there was a whole bunch of comments, and some were pro, some were con, you know. So I, I wrote her. The, you can't add comments to this story anymore because it's from 2012. So I, I wrote a comment that I would write on the news story, and it was pretty funny. you got to read it. Yeah, it's if, about, there's lots of, if there's um, lots of stuff in that room, it might be better just hit me with the details, the highlights. Yeah, it's uh, uh, basically there's a, there's a photograph, right? And they're talking, you know, there's this woman uh, walking this horse, Oh, and the horse looks fine to me. I mean, it's only a picture, but it looks like there's nothing wrong with it. So there's this woman uh, leading this horse, and she's, like, out of shape, like her, you know, you you have to see the picture. And then there's this uh, other, I can't tell if it's a man or a woman, but it's 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 only showing from the back. And, uh, you know, overweight, right? So I wrote a comment on it, you know, and I said, uh, I'm totally in support of taking um, of I should just read it, huh? Um, and you know, I'm making a whole comment about it, like I'm um, I'm uh, I'll read it. Uh, hey, hold on, I gotta call my my nephew's calling me. I'll be back. All right. I missed the point about the intercourse. Uh, I would say, okay, uh, I, I I presume I've never had intercourse with you, and you would kind of nod yes or however you want to say it. Therefore, I have no issue with you, and you would kind of nod yes, and you are trespassing. I don't want to intercourse with you. Leave, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you want to get all weird with people. <laughs> well, just the specific CPS people. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot safer and easier and straight to the point to just say, I don't require your assistance. I wish to be let alone. Yeah. It's like saying, I believe you're molesting me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To be honest, if you're using words like intercourse and molest and all that other stuff, then they actually do have reason to be concerned. I think the point is to not be weird and not raise any flags and but I guess 
by not following every one of their orders or their requests, then that's that's being weird. Mm, it's not being weird. No, no. What I mean in their in their eyes, you're you're weird. You're not. You know. Everybody else jumps to what we say, right? I don't know if my neighbor said to me, CPS knocked on my door and asked me to talk to them, and I said no, thank you, and closed the door. I wouldn't think that's weird. But if CPS came to your door and said, oh, have I intercourse with you? Would you like to breach my enclosure? That would be kind of weird. Talking all strange to her like that, that's kind of not normal. Okay. So, all right. So, I'm back. Well, thanks for the warning. You're welcome. So, you ready, you ready to hear what I would write as a comment? And she said there's something going on on Facebook. I might write it there, right? So, there's like two out of shape people walking these horses out, right? So, uh, I, uh, I see the picture and I go... Who is checking the shape, care, health, and body weight of the SPCA ladies on the picture? And who should be arrested and fined for neglecting those bodies? Remember, people are animals also and need to be cared for. (laughs) That's a comment I made to her that I would write on the the comment section. I would say, I saw that first picture on the article, and I'm outraged and believe someone should be made to pay, possibly jailed, and their property should be taken away and adopted out, etc. The picture is definite proof of neglect, improper diet, and exercise abuse, uh, no medical uh, care, mistreatment, etc. Look at those bodies. One is way overweight, signs over, over, signs of overfeeding, improper diet, etc. And the other is deformed and signs of abuse and improper care, and possibly parasites, stress, etc. When will someone do something about this? There are signs that this has been happening for years. Women should never be allowed to live in these conditions and treated this, treated like this, and not cared and groomed, etc. Yeah, I would have said something along the lines of it's cruel to make the cow walk the horse. (laughs) I don't want to be too derogatory. I wanted to make it sound like, you know, I'm talking about the animals and and I'm talking about the friggin' way out of, you know, shape women that, you know, are saying that these animals are not good, you know. You have to read the article and see the picture to, for it to make sense. Kind of like, look who's talking, right? Exactly. These people are coming, take somebody else's livelihood away because they're, you know, she's they're saying she's not taking good care of the the horses or whatever, and they're in terrible shape themselves. Oh, there, oh, I forgot. There was more. Uh, that's why you guys were still quiet. Hold on. Oh, no. Whatever happened to two or three sentences? No, no. So this is an outrage. <laughs> that they, 
that they don't look at themselves and their property in brackets body and go trespass on somebody else's private property where they have no authority to interfere on someone else's property. And on top of that, they trespass by way of robbery. Let the one without sin throw the first stone. This is an outrage in an act of war and on a woman's rights to be secure and protected in her property. Stop the property robbery, robbery insanity. Someone must be paid to pay for these crimes. Nobody's above the law. He should have just said the horse looks better than you guys. You guys are the <laughs> ones who need to get cared for. I want to look yeah, at the pictures of I want I want to look at war. I want to look at the picture of the other in quotes animals that came to pass judgment on fellow man and see how well cared for they have been and see if they are with or without proper diet, exercise, abuse, and neglect. <laughs> Who's the other guy talking? Is that Joe? Eric. Oh, 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 he sounds a little bit like uh, Joe from New Hampshire. No, no. All right, I'm eating and I have a, a blister on my tongue, so that's why I sound worse than, <laughs> than I normally do. So I'll be back. Thanks for the warning. But the people with the horse, they must have signed a, like a license to have a horse, or how can CPS or CP or whatever, whatever the dog people are to go on the property? The APS well, I, Animal or, Protection Service. I, I think they. Um, I think in the people beginning the they were jumping through the hoops and complying with everything. They just thought they could cooperate and everything would be good, and it just got worse and worse. So it's kind of the thing: you give an inch and they take a mile, type of thing, right? As soon as they get involved with them, right? Yeah, as soon as they get their foot in the door, and as soon as you start performing for them, the, you turn into a trained dog real quick. Yeah, just like dealing with the mafia. I know it's all this war and mafia and stuff. What? When did ever anybody ever ask the mafia to do anything for them? I think they just came over and said they would provide a a service of not beating you. And if you don't comply, they'll beat you. And then sell your protection. See? You need my services. They'll bust all your windows and say, hey, you need our protection. See, those people over there paying their windows are fine. Yeah, we're we're not touching them. Is that a bit like extortion? Oh. 
Yeah, that's the name of the game. But they would never use such a legal legal uh, uh, term like that. That's why they call it protection. Protection from themselves. So I guess we're going to have to start doing lawful things that are illegal so we can get into legal problems uh, so we have something to talk about to Mike. We're always doing lawful things. It just seems to be illegal to someone else. No, exactly, but we have to do more of these so <laughs> we can keep these uh, shows going. Oh. I like the sluice boss box thing. What a joke that is. Yeah, I should have showed you my uh, sleuth, sleuth box thing. Whatever. I can't even yeah. pronounce it. So. Can someone make it pretty easy? or uh, should it well, be bought? It's way easier to buy, but the salesman will tell you that you need a license. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, who cares about that? They well, the nice thing is it, it, it has like clamps and then it has that little uh, mat and it has oh, yeah, the little yeah. uh, um, expanded metal and it's at the right angle for the gold like you know a guy could build his own but if you're only building one it'll probably be more expensive like if you're building a yeah, hundred yeah. of them it'd probably be cheaper but you just need one five uh, I forget twenty thirty bucks, bucks maybe I don't know yeah oh it's not expensive at all nice no but the light you know, gets two of them way more one for me and one, one for me and one for the wife Go to the creek, baby. Get some gold. That's quite fun, gold padding. I bet. The creek nearby? Yeah, just from my house, uh, six or seven miles west. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've crossed that creek already, eh? Yep. Same one? Well, it's not have really you, just Have you found any nuggets yet? Yeah, just a bit, but not nothing to... Uh, officially, I found nothing. <laughs> yeah, don't give away, <laughs> don't give away that site, that claim. Eric will yeah, be the there. Site. Yeah, yeah. I, everybody, I found nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, we just get truck. allowances. Yeah, teach your kids how to do it there, and uh, and we won't call it slave labor. All those things in Hamilton, Mike. 
Uh, pretty uneventful, I guess. Yeah. How's the garden coming? Uh, all right. I got a lot of work to do. Mhm. Yeah, I don't have a lot Thanks of space. So I got everything in pots, and they're all getting too heavy. I don't have enough cages, and I've been kind of trimming them down. Gotcha. I think I got a bug that ate my cucumbers. They all died. I wonder if a slug is responsible for that. Three out of somebody, four cucumbers. Somebody uh, shooting 22s into your cucumbers? Yeah, breach of enclosure. Gonna have to call the cops. (laughs) So, anybody know where Carl made it to uh, in the States? He's not posting his tour. Do we have any information that he did take the tour? True enough, eh? Huh? True enough. Do you have information that he did or not? No, no, no. No, all right. So maybe he didn't. Maybe it's been canceled. Until further notice. Maybe it's just well, people secret. need need him. not a very good recording when I have these silence. True. I don't care. I don't go back and listen to recording. <laughs> but if it's silent for 15 minutes, would the call drop off? Or, or what's that 15-minute thing? I think that's if um, the call's been scheduled. And it'll start 15 minutes early, and then if the host doesn't come on by 15 minutes after, then it shuts off. Okay, so dead air won't kill it? I don't think so. I hope it will. Tell us about your case, Vital. Which case? Yours. 
Which one? Which one? Well, you see, you got three of them on the roll, eh? I think I got five, five cases going right now. Five? Are they against you, or are you making the cases? Um, They're all against me. They're all against for, you. For my person. They're against you. For my person. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed or, to say, yeah, they are against some, you. Or some, or against some of my persons. Some of them. Oh, cool. Dude, just ask, who, who are you? Is that, is that a song? Yoo-hoo. You who? You who? Or the That's guest a good who? one. You who? I like that. Are you saying that I'm you? Yeah. I know that you know that I know that you know that you know that I know that you think I'm you. I don't know. <laughs> I knows nothing. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Tomorrow, that's the picture. Oh, I don't know. Second base. <laughs> and Yaz, the catcher. <laughs> now we lost most of the youngsters. How many, how many on the call? I bet most, if not all, are younger than me. And yeah, I'm you're young. an old dog. I'm young. How'd your brother make out? Is, he, is this stuff done? Well... I had to push him and push him and push him and Mike push him. I eventually had to threaten him that by this past Friday, if he had done nothing, I was going to surrender him and go get my uh, bail money. And uh, he hopped and puffed and dragged his feet. And uh, what? Why would you bail him out if he's not going to help himself out? Well, that's exactly why I said I was going to withdraw my bail. Oh, there you go. That money's been sitting there for almost two years. Smart enough and getting learning, man. So, um, so he sent uh, a he mailed uh, a letter on Saturday to the ADA, and then today he went in and uh, filed what needed to be filed a couple of notices with it uh, with an exhibit with all. The notices and the letters sent to the EDA and private and all that, bringing it to the public, and mailed it, mailed the whole complete thing to her. So that was good. He completed it. Last minute as usual, but he made it. Most guys are. 
Yeah, but he's he's uh, last minute, last minute, you know, all the time. <laughs> the eleven fifty nine, eh? Uh, the eleven fifty nine shopper. And that should settle it for him? No. We'll see. Hi, Sonia. How are you? And uh, good evening to everyone else as well. I forgot to say hello. Ruff Ruff is not on the call anymore? Who? Ruff Ruff. Where's he from? The he. He's a neighbor with uh, middle fingers up there. Middle fingers? Yeah. I don't don't remember seeing him on the chat. Who, middle fingers? Yeah. He's on the chat all the time. He's talking to you. MF. Hey, Vitel. Yes. Uh, Leo here. I'm seeing there's an ad here for a Glock 19 compact. Uh, Treaded barrel. Comes with two mags, case, and the guy says he'll throw in a combination trigger lock for a $700 firm. Uh, Is that that a good price for a, a Glock 19? Is that U.S. or on Canada? Uh, Canada. It would be in Edmonton. I could pick it up in Edmonton. That would be about, what, 500 U.S.? I'm I'm the wrong guy to ask about that kind of stuff, but it's oh. easy to... Uh, it's easy to just do a Google search or go on eBay. No, I don't know if eBay sells guns, actually. Well, not in Canada. Huh? Because in Canada, they have stupid rules, eh? Well, their rules. Need a license. Every place, every place has stupid rules. FAC. This is a 9mm Glock 19. I know Glocks are, uh, are not that cheap, but um, I don't know too much about guns. I try to... Uh, this is a wash show, show anyways. Huh? This is a wash show anyways. Yeah. Well, you need guns to enforce the law. Definitely a good piece for protection. Protecting Against bears. Protecting property. Yeah. Who's uh, East From Tennessee? Bear. From bear.
shooting migratory birds. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, some of the migratory birds don't leave. <laughs> so they can't be considered migratory. <laughs> The goose have it good here. They don't leave. <laughs> it's like that everywhere because the out-of-shape um, enforcers go feed them all winter long, so they don't need to go anywhere looking for food. Yeah, yeah. You go to, like, a park, or especially with a lake, you can barely have place to step without stepping on... Uh, some nuggets. Are, are the geese finally uh, open season? Not here. They've been uh, endangered for a long time. Now there's thousands of them. Everywhere you look, there's a goose. Or geese, whatever you call them. Portuguese. Well, here we call them the Canada goose, but <laughs> I don't know what they call them in Florida. I think if Donald Trump becomes uh, president, he's going to build um, uh, a net to keep the Canadian geese out and make the Canadians pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. <laughs> We're invaded by Canadian geese. <clears throat> oh, so Mike. Yep. This lady's on a, a long-distance call with somebody else. And it has something to do with some issue that she's dealing with, whatever. So, um... Maybe we can Get take around. a little bit talk a little bit about my brother's case. If you want. Where is he? Uh, slacking. He's down at my, my mother's. Let me call. Let me send him a text to get on. Hold on. think by now there'd be more women trying to get on uh, these calls, trying to figure out what to do about uh, Child Protective Services. Tell them thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. You know, it kind of sucks that you got to learn this stuff before something happens, but... Yeah. It's ridiculously easy to deal with them if you know right from the beginning they're just a vacuum cleaner salesman. 
say thank you, but no thank you. Don't bug me anymore. Goodbye. You hit it on the head there when you said that Canada or the government doesn't own anything. Nope. That's a big clue right there. So all corporations don't own anything. Nope. They just manage. Yeah, there's no there's no man or woman named Walmart. Yeah. Walmart doesn't own a freaking thing. There might be shareholders in the background. There's a man or woman somewhere doing something. People putting their signatures on paper. But Walmart? Yeah. Yeah, when you apply that to everything? Yep. I should give you a clue. Yeah, Bank of America. Oh, really? Mr. and Mrs. Bank of America owns my house. I've been here for the last 50 years. I've been the stupid asshole out there painting the fence, cutting the grass, replacing the windows, putting shingles on the roof, replacing the driveway. I don't remember Mr. and Mrs. Bank of America breaking their back every Saturday. Yeah, I heard a good one today. If a debt collector's mouth is moving, you can bet he's lying. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know a lawyer's lying. His lips are moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know when it's really cold out? What's that? You know when it's really cold out? Uh oh, when? The attorneys have their hands in their own pockets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who are you typing to? His brother. Your girlfriend. Yo mama. Joe mama. <laughs> Joe mama. Who, who's Joe mama? Joe who? Joe mama. Watch out for Jay. So what's with all these people with big cases and not on the call? Yeah. You didn't make an appointment. You didn't schedule them in. They don't want to bother I you. I didn't schedule me in. <laughs> Everybody bothers me. I know. <laughs> What's You're that? always bothered. You're always bothered. <laughs> Molested. Mm-hmm. How can I take your order? Thank you. May I have another? 
Yeah, I apologize, but I have no idea how to carry out a must. Could you just make that an order, put in writing? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to make it an order. I require that in writing. Signed and sealed. No, I'm not going to put it in writing. Sealed? What are you talking about? My where, where does this come from? What's with you in this sealed all of a sudden? I don't know. What was that one thing you said about elephant? Yeah, a must is a moldy, mildew-type smell. Okay. Another must yeah. is a horny elephant. And another must is one. like wine when it first starts from the early stages of fermenting. It's a must. It's musty in here. Yeah, yeah. It all has to do with bacteria, obviously. Other than but when you get a letter and it says you must, that's kind of funny. They just called somebody named you a, a horny elephant. <laughs> Did I take your must? Where would you like me to take your must? Can I get a side Bag rid of fries, please? I must, I must increase my bust. <laughs> You're easily sidetracked, hey? <laughs> Just talking about tits and women, and there he goes. Bust? I don't say anything about tits. You did. I said bust. Okay. If that's what yeah, you call it. We, every time we're talking about something, we get sidetracked for something that's kind of ridiculous and not relevant to law at all. The law of nature. I'm eating fava beans, and they're salty, and it's hurting my tongue boo-boo. So what do you think of those Syrians? They make good bread. So I want to ship a few here, and I think that there's going to be some some uh, some secret Syrian ISIS in in the mix. ISIS is made by CIA, so don't worry about it. They're just coming home. So Mike, yeah. So um, so what do you think should be the approach on that? Um, the judge uh, doing the oral order. What? On my case, uh, the judge doing, you know, ordering me to pay within 60 days. I thought we already talked about this. No, we didn't really go into detail about it. We just, I just told you the highlights of what happened. Is it signed? No, I told him. That's what I was talking about earlier. Put it in writing and sign it and uh, sign it and seal it or whatever. 
And he said, no, I'm not going right. to put it in writing. Well, then it's not an order. I talked to him about the law. He said, yeah, there's a law. And I said, uh, you mean a statute? doesn't apply to a man. And then he says, yes, it does. And I said, the statute, there's a word man there. Is there my name there? He goes, I suggest you go to the law library. Is that a legal determination? Are you offering me legal advice? And that was Are it. Are you speaking in court? Huh? How come you're speaking in court? Well, Do you have a claim in? No, this was a little bit different because uh, I filed a couple of notices in, and that request, I, I ordered the, the audio recordings. And um, they called me, and, and I, I got suspicious when, when uh, they left the match. The lady said it was going to be finished by the end of the week. But uh, they had set a deadline to pay by September 8th. So on the 8th, I went in there and I filed another notice. And I talked to the lady about the recording, and she said it'll be ready by the end of the week. That afternoon, well, that um, after I left, she left me a message saying that it was going to be ready in the morning. Um, but I didn't get I didn't get that message <clears throat> until uh, Friday afternoon. So I go down there to pick it up, and. Uh, I was going to go by myself, and then I thought about it. I said, it was very weird how they called me right away and it's going to be ready in the morning, whatever. So I said, I better take somebody with me in case they have a warrant and want to keep me over the weekend or whatever. So my brother went with me, and we get there. We deal with the, with the auto recording, and then right after that, she says, um, there's a warrant here. And um, you got to deal with that before you leave. I say, all right. So um, he goes, you got to go down to probation. I said, probation? I have nothing going on with probation. I have no business with probation. And she goes, well, you got to go down there. I said, no, I'm not going down there. I'll go in front of the judge. That's it. She goes, no, you have to go to probation. I said, I'm not going to probation. And I probably could have handled that a little bit differently. But So anyway, she said, okay, go in the courtroom and wait. So in the courtroom, it was already empty, nobody around. It's like end of the day. And then all of a sudden, they stopped pouring in the clerk, the assistant district attorney, another assistant district attorney, uh, some probation officer, then some lady from probation, then the bailiff, another bailiff. And then eventually, you know, it was a while, then the judge came in. And, Did you uh, write a notice while you were waiting? No, I didn't write anything. I just said, uh, I'll see what happens. But this judge is pretty good. He has never never really been aggressive. And the only time he got aggressive uh, on Friday was uh, like at the end when I was um, questioning about the order. And uh, he said, uh, this is over with. It's caught him out. <clears throat> and I'm looking at the bailiff to see if he's going to touch me, but he didn't. So, uh, you know, just walked out. 
and he said, uh, you know, have a good weekend. And I said, yeah. No, he said, have a good night. I said, have a good weekend. And that was it. <laughs> the judge goes, I, I don't want to put you in jail, you know. Uh, but uh, that was it. You should have said, is that a threat? I always did. That's how. That's when they told me to escort. That's when they said to escort me out. I said, because uh, he said, I'm going to give you 60 days to pay. <clears throat> and if you don't pay, then there's that, whatever. And I said, uh, is that is that extortion and a threat? He goes, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, this is over. Escort him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> nice. Good job. No, really, I could have done better, but just uh, being able to stand there and uh, trying not to panic and, um, you know, trying to, you know, handle matters without escalating anything. Huh? Assessing the situation, taking your time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And you've had a little bit of practice, right? So it helps. Yeah, everything you do helps. Even if you don't do it right, you learn how to not to do it next time. You're definitely looking yeah. better than usual in court. Are you trying to pick me up? What? Who are you trying to pick me up? Is that a compliment? <laughs> Definitely better than you have been. No. The reason why I'm saying that is because the judge is a homo. <laughs> he wasn't very gay then. <clears throat> by the way, that's my brother speaking there. Last minute, as usual, we're about to end the call. And I had to text him to remind him to get on the call. So why don't you jump right in and talk to Mike about where to go from here on your case. Uh, it's too much to go through. I'd rather do a one-on-one. Too much to go through? There's nothing to go through. Even Obviously, you have you nothing because you're still out. Give an update on what you did and um, what to prepare for. Well, uh, I uh, mailed a letter to the DA, uh, ADA, uh, the woman acting as an ADA on Saturday. And uh, today I uh, filed the, uh, all the paperwork into the court and uh, mailed mail the, the rest of it to uh, the ADA. Not the rest of it, a copy of it. What exhibits, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, only, they only stamped, uh, there was 24 pages in the exhibit. They um, uh, stamped the first one. And um, then afterwards I thought of it, I asked the, lady, the clerk, uh, what uh, her name was, and she was adamant about not giving me her name, 
I'm like, uh, all right, can you uh, confirm that there was 24 pages in there? So she goes, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? I said, well, how? Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no need to do that. Okay, I told you that. You need to listen. That says there's 25 pages on there, and they numbered one, I mean 24 pages, and they numbered one to 24. So they're not going to do nothing funny. So anyway... I uh, asked her to count them. She counted them. She confirmed there was 24 pages. And I asked her uh, what her name was. And she wouldn't give me her name. Finally, she did. And uh, I I said, well, I I just want somebody's name that confirmed that there was 24 pages there. So she uh, gave me her name, and I wrote it down on the paper, and I left. There was no need to do that. I told you. All you want is the stamp in front, the front page of the exhibit, a stamp of the other two notices, one on each, and get three copies, one of each. That's it. That's fine. There's no need to get into a pissing contest with them about counting pages and all that shit. There was no no pissing contest. It was it was simple. Well, the lady didn't want to give you her name for a reason. Well, she's working for the public, right? Anyway, it's not necessary. I told you that. Go ahead. Uh, now I need to uh, figure out where to go from here. 24th is final pre-trial and 28th is trial. <laughs> Mike? So you um did hey Mike. What you filed them today? Yes. And when did Jenny get when did did you you mailed them to Jenny? Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be a little while before you get any kind of answer probably. Well, she'll receive it tomorrow because I mailed it right there, right near where she works. I don't think you're going to get any answer. I think what's going to happen is they're probably going to find a reason to delay it again. Yeah, that's a good possibility. At that point, could... uh, could someone ask for compensation if they continue to not settle this? Um, might, yeah, might, might put a fire under their butts. Well, the thing is, we're kind of um, kind of getting a little more firm now. The problem is, he's not studying and he's not following up with anything. Like he'll do something the last minute right before court and then not do anything until right before court, something at the last minute again. This has been going on forever. So we're starting to get a little more firm now, but he's going to have to get his shit together real quick because they're going to start fighting back. Um, don't we uh, Don't we have to deal with the standby counsel? Uh, yeah. 
So that how, may help. <clears throat> that definitely has to be dealt with before court, and I would I would say hitting them up with that the next couple of days would be very good. Will they have anything in writing about about standby counsel? The order. Yeah, there's an order. There's an order from the judge. Is it signed? Yes. It's not a problem. Uh, no, notice the judge that he bears all liability for all said orders. Let's we'll see who pulled that order real fast. Well, let's see what Mike has to say. Well, you do already have a notice in there. I don't know if they consider it served properly. I don't know if they feel you've novated it by now. But there is a notice in there, anyone who acts on your behalf, and there's another notice about anyone who places an order. Yes. Um, and it just got sent again as uh, an exhibit. Actually, you could probably uh, send a letter to that standby counsel um, telling him to step down. Or he, or he, or he can assume all all liability. That doesn't he'll, sound very. He'll definitely run. That doesn't sound very happy. I don't know if Grandma would like that letter. Yeah, we we've actually talked um, about that. Before, how how could it be worded? Uh, um, he could conditionally accept it. Or he could just say, thank you, but I got it. I don't require your assistance. That's a good one. Or can't you make him co-counsel? Doesn't Carl talk about co-counsel? Yeah, why do you want an interpreter so you're not an idiot anymore? Co-counsel is very dangerous, very dangerous. And uh, we have um, proof from John Falls' uh, uh, case, that it can get very confusing. It was it was pretty messed up for for John Fall, and we we know the result of that one. Never mind somebody like my brother that doesn't know one percent of what John Fall knows. Yeah, I don't know. I It doesn't even have anything to do with that. The fact is, as soon as you have a lawyer of any kind, you're no longer an idiot. I'd rather be an idiot in regard to legalese. I don't want an interpreter. There's no law that says I'm required to, an accept, to accept an interpreter. I'm very happy not being a Boy Scout. You can't force me to accept the benefit of having a Boy Scout interpreter. Why do I want an interpreter if I'm not part of their society? But if if Bob, the man acting as judge, appointed a co-counsel, 
then Bob can pay for the co-counsel and the man acting as co-counsel can accept private payment on behalf of their defendant, whoever that is. Or just say thanks for informing me that the defendant has co-counsel, but how does that apply to I, a man? So, uh, LM, uh, tell uh, MF about your questions with the notices. Say it again. Uh, talk to MF about the questions that you had about the notices that you say you don't understand what they're saying. Well, I got to go through them all, and and, uh, and no, don't go through them all. Just go through one of them right now. How about the one with the exhibits, with Exhibit A? How about reading that one one line at a time, so he can explain to you what it what it says? Well, I can't well, do that right now. They're sleeping over here. Ah, uh-huh. I can't do that right now. They're sleeping over here. They can hear me. Yeah, I don't know if that sounds like a fun thing to do on the air either. Well, if we got nothing else going on, maybe other people have the same same question. I don't know. It's up to him. It's his case. It's no big deal to me. I can read it. I don't know. I think if he doesn't want to talk about it on the air, then forcing him is probably not going to be of much benefit. No, he said there's people sleeping. Well, you want to go over it or not? I can read it and we can go over it if you want. Yeah, if you want to go over it, I'll listen. Make sure you have a pen to take notes. All right. Probably better if he just listens and then he can take notes from the recording. He'll never listen to the recording again. All right, so this is, maybe I'll I'll do the other one first. There was two notices that were entered. This one is a notice of contempt, notice contempt. Why don't don't we just do this tomorrow? You said you're going to get a hold of me tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, I'd kind of probably rather do this tomorrow. All right, no problem. We can do that. 
guess we'll we'll do LM style on this one. We'll leave for tomorrow what we can do today. So I don't see uh, where's uh, where's this lady. Let me test to see if she's off the phone yet. Instead of bugging her, we can talk to her tomorrow, too. Yeah, then it'll be too much stuff to do tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, all both of them. Anybody else want to raise their hand and say something? Raise their hand. Everyone's unmuted. Well, that's what I meant. Raise the roof. They can't raise their hand? Yeah, they can raise their voice, too, I guess. Raise their foot. Raise the dead. Do the hokey-pokey turn themselves around. That's what it's all about. Ouch. Hey, Grox is on the call. Maybe he wants to talk about his issue. Oh, he's only on the chat. All right. Actually, there's two Massachusetts, so he might be on the phone. kind of cool that no one's got any questions. Maybe we can uh, wrap it up early. Well, in case you didn't catch it, that was my trick to make people call in and ask questions. Mm. Well, this is Leo again. I'm going to read one point, but it has six subpoints to it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, <Who's> thanks. To... <laughs> thanks to bring sub... up. <laughs> Do those subpoints have subpoints to them? Yes, I'm going to read all uh, six subpoints, but thanks to bring up to a court clerk or anyone. What law, uh, point number one, what law binds I to the civil procedure rules? Point two, is this courthouse a public building? Point three, this courthouse does not give access to a woman to make a claim or a man, whatever. Point four, are you giving me legal advice? 
Uh, five, I'm not bound by the civil procedure rules because I'm not going to this courthouse. I am going to be at this courthouse. And the last point, you may also want to think about the usual notices to courts such as anyone who acts on my behalf bears liability. I'm just reading notes that I had. Where's the sub point? Um, I think these notes are from Skype. Skype don't have no arms and no legs. Can't write notes. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and the courthouse can't do anything. I think it was point number three. I don't remember what it was, but court the courthouse can't do anything. Well, yeah, the, only thing a, the, the only thing the courthouse can do is stay there, stand there. Yeah, it's a, this courthouse does not give access to a woman to make a claim. That's, yeah, that's the courthouse of, doesn't give anything. Yeah. That's good. doesn't okay. give or take. Maintains a position at best, like a good little rock. Or mailbox. Shall I continue, or are there other questions? Um, <laughs> when I uh, when I was talking to the to uh, a lady, a woman acting as court clerk or clerk of the court, sorry. Um, I asked. I I what I said to her was, I think exactly. Um, Thank you for your legal advice and your judicial determination. However, I require these documents be filed immediately. And she shit her pants. And she's like, oh, no, no, I wasn't giving legal advice. I'm, I'm like, I heard what you said. <laughs> I require you file these documents into the case file immediately. But yeah, just say to her, uh, thank you for your legal advice and your judicial determination. And then just tell her again, I require you file these. I don't seem to have any problems filing with the clerks. <clears throat> well, they may change after today. Yeah. <laughs> It's possible that next time you go into the courthouse, you'll have somebody in a uniform following around. <laughs> totally possible. Especially if you go uh -huh. in there with that uh, troublemaker brother of yours. <laughs> How about, thank you for your unsolicited judicial determination and legal advice. or some type of work where it wasn't asked for. Yeah, I don't know. Unsolicited sounds kind of legalese to me. Yeah, so it'd be, it had to be another word that... Yeah, thank you for your legal advice. Didn't we just go over this? No, but I'm saying that you didn't ask for. 
It doesn't matter if I didn't ask for it. Just thanking her was just thanking her for her legal advice and her judicial determination was enough to make her shit her pants. So I don't have to bitch about I didn't ask for that. It was kind of funny that I got to thank her for her legal advice. She walked right into my trap anyway, so I don't care. Yep. Yeah, it's, when, it's, it's kind of an unfair game if you look at it that way because she has absolutely no choice. She's going to end up telling you what the rules are for filing. Like it's almost 100% guaranteed she's going to start telling you what the rules are. So no matter what, she can't help it. She has to set her up for me to thank her for her her legal advice. And when she tells me that my documents are not following proper procedure, then then I get to thank her for judicial determination. Pretty cool how she's a clerk and she's a judge and she's a lawyer all at the same time. Not to me, she ain't. I'm going to post the, the link for the news story of this uh, horse farmer. If anybody's interested in uh, going there and reading it, give you a little bit of background of uh, what the issue is about. What kind of farmer? A horse farmer. I don't know if you call it farming, but... Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? I heard somebody. He said, what kind of horse farmer? I answered, I don't know if you didn't hear me. I don't think it's horse farming, but that's what they call it, I guess. Hey, Mike, if you require a trial by jury, would you say I require a trial by jury to hear my claim, or would you say I require a trial by jury to judge my claim? Like, you... You, does a does a trial by jury hear a claim or do they judge it? I think I would just I think I would just require a trial by jury. Okay, you don't say nothing else, yeah. yeah. That's what I notice sometimes when you're writing a letter, not you, but when I write a letter, I'll write a letter and I'll I'll, I'll uh, require this, whatever, and then I always put, you know, I require this because of this, if this, do that, and then two days later I go back and I require this for that, and then after three or four days I just require this, and I, you know, 
a lot of times when what I what I notice is the first time I write the letter, I have a whole bunch of reasons why I'm requiring or reasons or or extra stuff, eh? That you don't yeah. need. Yeah, you don't the king doesn't explain himself. Exactly, yeah. You don't say off with your head, well, it's only fair because I told you already, you had your warning, and don't you know that I'm the king and what I say goes, and you're not going to be explained. Yeah. You just say, it's yeah. my freaking property, don't touch it. You don't have to explain why not to touch it. I just told you, it's mine. Don't freaking touch it. Sorry, I got disconnected. I'm back. Yeah, it was, it was kind of quiet for a while. I know. Because <laughs> it, it sure weakens your, uh, you know, when you say, I require this, and then you explain yourself why, it weakens your position by it's showing that you're trying to prove why you require something instead of yeah. just requiring it. Like you're, it's it's weakening your position by, I don't know, yeah. I'm trying to explain it wrong, but... Yeah, if I'm telling my daughter it's bedtime, I'm just saying, go brush your teeth, get ready for bed, it's bedtime. I'm not going to say, oh, we have to get up early for grandma's house, and oh, you know, daddy's the boss, and you you know what time, bedtime, none of that. Brush your teeth, go to bed, you know the rule. I'm not going to explain myself, like, just frickin' do it, go to bed. Exactly. So my public service, like Mary, the cleaning lady comes, shows up once a week. She vacuums the carpet. She knows the drill. Like, I don't have to explain anything to her. I don't have to say, you know, this is my house. You know, I hired you. You know, what the, I, none of that. She probably knows to vacuum. If she doesn't, I'll be like, hey, you, you're supposed to be vacuuming every Saturday. That's pretty much it. I'm not going to be explaining, oh, well, there's a contract and you're the one that was hired to do none of that. Just freaking do it. See, the thing is, if you're a little kid and you throw a baseball through the front window, you got some explaining to do. Daddy doesn't have any explaining to do. You're going to explain to me why you threw that ball through the window. I'm the boss. I don't explain myself. You explain yourself. Yeah, so then when we're explaining ourselves to these so-called government men and women, then then we're treated as the children. Yeah. Or we're looked upon as the children or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but if God punishes you, is he going to feel the need to explain himself to you afterward? Like scribble down some kind of apology. Sorry, son, I know this kind of hurt you more than it hurt me, but you have to learn. God's not going to do that shit. It's the same thing with... uh, Asking questions. Like you do something stupid, dad comes in, he asks you the questions. You're not asking him questions, you're answering to him. 
why it makes sense to always be asking the questions. Whoever asks the questions controls the conversation. Why did you put that there? Well, blah, blah, blah. No, I asked you a question. Why did you put that there? I'm controlling the conversation with the question. That's why I like that. What do you wish I do? Like, I, I received your letter. What do you wish yeah. I do? Then all yeah, of a sudden, just, it's, so, it's so short. You're not saying, what do you wish I do? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to, you know, like you don't, you don't add to that, right? You just, what do you wish I do? Yeah. Like with, whether he realizes it or not, he's making a wish if he answers it. Unless he says, well, we maintain the position that. Yeah. But another thing I think is beautiful about that is you can get a 30-page pile of bull crap from some lawyer and just shut it all down immediately with, thanks for your letter, what do you wish that i do? Duh, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings, Bob, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. Less is way more. Way less is way, way more. That's what I found when I uh, wrote that letter to the uh, general manager of the uh, of the lumber shop. You know, it's not law, but I mean, it's you know, just mm-hmm. practicing whatever. My like, it took me three days, but my first letter or my first email would have been probably three times longer than what I wrote because I was kind of trying to explain myself, and I just brought it down to basically what I need, and that you know that he could help me with that. And that was, you know, but it, it's a similar thing where you're just taking out this whole phrase, that whole phrase, that whole phrase, and you end up with exactly what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It uh, doesn't usually take me much more than 30 seconds to write something. It usually takes me a while to maybe cut it down a little bit, substitute a few words, look some more words up. Put a couple more words in, maybe add something, take something else out. But usually I find if I'm adding something to it, I'm screwing up. Yeah. Me, I like to sleep, I, I like to, to sleep on it. Like I, I wrote it, and then the next morning I woke up, I'm thinking, well, that was kind of stupid to add all this stuff. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, greetings, Bob. What debt? Well, keep it short and simple. Put it all on them. What debt to who? No, moron. Why are you adding moron? A debt what? to who? Why? Not the friggin' What's the big hurry? I don't know. Ask Bob what debt. Let him explain it. You don't know how to give these guys enough rope. It's a whole separate question, whole separate letter. Yeah, after they commit themselves to something, yeah. And I presume, Mike, let's say you have two questions to ask. You would ask one question in one letter, wait 
for the answer and then ask the second question? Or would you write a letter, wait a day or two, write another question, even though you, even though you didn't get an answer? Like, I guess it kind of depends on the situation, but uh, sometimes you want to just force them to answer the one question. But sometimes maybe it's just keep asking them, like, send the first letter, ask a simple question. Send a second letter and say, hey, Bub, you didn't answer my first question. I also require an answer to this question and ask them another one. And then just keep doing that. You can just, if you know he's not going to answer anyways, just ask him 15 questions in a row. Make him look like a complete monkey. Hey, Jackass, remain silent. Watch me dance all over you with these letters. This is beautiful. Exhibit after exhibit for court. Stay silent. Go ahead. But it'd be better to put only one question per per letter and then say, well, this... Right, like you just keep adding only one question at a time. I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think how beautiful that will be when it comes down to you filed your claim, you're standing there in court, the jury's there, the wrongdoer's there, and the jury's flipping through this one package of notices. There's a claim on one page, it's a one page claim. You didn't even use up the whole page. And then they start going through the exhibit. It's a one or two line letter that a three-year-old can understand. The next page is a one or two line letter that a three-year-old can understand. And then the next page, and then the next page, and then the next page, and it's letter after letter, notice after notice that even a jury could understand. And it's all kicking the balls questions that the wrongdoer can't answer or can't answer answer truthfully. And now he's in court under the under the gun, sitting in the hot seat. Okay, now you have to answer or lose. So in, sure. in a claim like that, so let's say I have fifteen questions on this guy or whatever, and then I'm in court, there's a jury there, there's the claim and the, the, the exhibits of all my letters that he didn't answer. So I can put him on the stand, that guy, when when I, when I have my claim, and then I, I I can ask him those exact questions. Like, is that your? Yeah, you could tell him like, here's your chance, big boy. Like, it the buck stops here. Like, this is your last chance. Get on the stand under oath or affirmation, and just fucking say that you didn't do it. Go ahead, right. just show us, show the whole world your evidence that you didn't do it. And they tell everybody on the jury here that you didn't receive one single one of these 15, 20 letters sent by registered mail that you signed for. Oh, except these three that you refused. Ooh, that's going to look good. You refused you refuse to accept registered mail. Scumbag. Right, right. But he's either going to take the stand or he loses. Okay. And then, and then, the, can he cross-examine the prosecutor? Like, can he pr- cross cross-examine you when you're prosecuting? Well, I guess he he must have the right to, but I don't know what he's going to cross-examine. Right. How is that relevant to the case? How is that relevant to the case? 
Like I'm Amen. not answering anything that's not in my claim. All that's irrelevant. Bob, you punched me in the face. Did you or did you not? Remember, there's a whole pile of witnesses here. Got the doctor report, the, the police report, the your admission. Here's your refusal to answer any of the questions, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, Bob. He's totally on the spot. Like, I don't know at that point what he's going to be asking me. Because there's going to be very little that's relevant to the case by that point. Like, again, it depends on the situation, depends on how much of a hurry you're in, but if this is something that's dragged out over 15 letters and you've completely boxed them in 15 times, um, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, it's uh, something about not being in a hurry and taking your time, I don't remember, but Yeah, I'm going to have to go sit at, at, at court again just to get some more uh, live court cases or whatever. Do they do uh, every kind of court in the same building? Well, the thing is, my uh, the closest court here, they only hold court in the afternoon on every third Thursday if if they're busy. So it's only one afternoon per month. Is that like civil court or is that criminal court? Or? Well, there's it's a it's a, um, uh, the big court there. What's it called? The uh, Albert uh, the Queen's Bench Court, whatever. Oh. But it's so when when like it's a building, there's a liquor store attached to it, and on the other side there's like a. Uh, where you can get vaccinated, and in the middle it's the courthouse, and but it's only one room. Like there's a, there's only space for one judge and one. There's only one court. Like it's a courthouse, but it's there's only one one court. I guess you could say, or one yeah. court room. So there's probably traffic so there's prob- court. Probably traffic yeah. court one or two days a week. Criminal court a day a week. Civil court. Small claims court. No, no, no. It's it's one day per month on the third Thursday, and it's it starts in the afternoon. Yeah, they gotta have they gotta have more than that. Uh, not be... my closest court, and then and then my next court, I'd have to drive an hour, and then there they 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 have like a, a courthouse with different rooms. But hold on, though they they can't they can't do traffic court. Family court, young offender court, 
civil court, small claims court, landlord tenant, every kind of court all in one day every month. Every single case ever been heard in one day for the whole month. They might have different days for that. Or they may send it to a different court. Yeah, they might, it might go to a different court because that that uh, lo- my my local court it's only open one afternoon per month, and it, it, when yeah I know, and there is a one eight hundred number on on the door that I could call and it's like a it says if you require whatever there's a one eight hundred number. What does so it say on the sign the the courthouse building sign? What does it say? Yeah, every third Thursday, it's open. No, the sign. Like, what is a courthouse called? Oh, it's a, it's a provincial court, uh, provincial court building, whatever. Provincial court building. I'll go take a picture of it tomorrow. I'll take a picture of the sign and the one eight hundred number and the, but it's provincial court building. Yeah, that but might not even. That that might that might not be a real courthouse. Like, it doesn't say Alberta Superior Court on it? I don't think so. You could Google that and get the uh, the picture, Google Maps. I'll do that. You can actually Google and find out, you know, the description of the court and what it's about. And uh, th- th- this is all, like, farmland and stuff, so... Uh... Like if you if you take uh, the, the the county into account, there's probably about no more than five thousand people. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about people with like uh, quarter sections, like big like big farmland. So yeah, so there's not a whole lot of traffic tickets. No. <laughs> yeah. Except for except for Eric, they open a special traffic tickets. Yeah, I guess out there there's probably a, not a whole lot of criminal charges either. No, no, it, it's all small where everybody knows everybody's kid, and pretty much, if anything, uh, the cops are just busy with uh, traffic tickets, like you said. And B license enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That B was flying too fast. You're liable. Your bees aren't vaccinated. Yeah. Okay, you guys are going to laugh, but I just Googled Earth, the courthouse, and this, it's like there's not even a Google view or or, or whatever. The Google car oh, hasn't really? been here yet. No. <laughs> the Google <laughs> car. <laughs> no doubt. Or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Google car. Yeah, it's got like uh, 10 or 11 cameras on top of it. and Wow. So, uh... Why don't they just get a drone? True. I 
I think you should get a a Google Apache. <laughs> a Google Stealth. Can, can, cameras on their rockets too. <laughs> Google rockets. The Patriot. Okay, yeah, uh, Mike. My local court says it's a provincial court, provincial court, Flair, like the town that's called Flair. And it says uh, this is a circuit court location. Whatever yeah. that means. Circuit court location. Well, they do small claims in there. Yeah, I can probably do a small claim in there, or like a claim yeah. in there. Yeah, small claims. Well, all, all yeah. claims are a claim. Is it a satellite of another court somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I, I would presume. And it says it it sits every first oh it's oh, it's every first Thursday at ten AM. And that's criminal. So, so it's and then, oh. oh and then the family and youth, it's every first and third Thursday at ten AM. Uh-huh. There you go. I was right. Oh, I see. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's busy enough to have uh two, three days open. And I'm sure half the time they're twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. Because I don't think there's very many crimes. I think for your big stuff there you have to go to Edmund uh Grand Prairie or Peace River. What did you want to use that court for, Leo? Well, just to go uh, sit and and learn more about um, the procedures that they use. Oh, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of them, 50% of that's going to be all pot charges. Yeah. It's hilarious. Pot, open liquor... Uh, drunk in a public place, all stupid things. Occasional theft. Well, I think there was a murder here. Is that about three years ago? Three or four years ago, there was a murder. Or oh, really? Or probably more than four years ago. Maybe like six years ago. Six, seven years ago. My wife is sitting beside me. We're trying to remember the last murder. It was like six or seven years ago. And then the one before that was probably like decades before that. Murder by bees? No, there was actually... I think there <laughs> I was a, a man. His wife was screwing around with another guy. And then the man Ooh, killed that crime guy. Crime of passion. Or, crime and of the, and passion. Then, and then there was a... Oh, yeah, what happened? And then there was a boy. Or anyhow. like there was. A, so he killed the boy, but then there was a daughter hiding in the closet. And the daughter witnessed mm-hmm. everything, so then he got, there was a witness. So yeah. he was, yeah, yeah. But it was like six, seven years ago, maybe more. So there is crime here. Wow. Crime of passion, right? 
Yeah, that one was a whack one. But... Well, you lose your life, eh? When uh, when 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 your mate, uh, like everything that you've worked for, eh, is gone. So it's quite the great loss to find out that uh, somebody's boots under your bed. Sounds like a country song. It's exactly what <laughs> Shania Twain. <laughs> Whose bed have your boots been under? Uh, you have a hand up, Mike. Ooh. Question. It's, uh, they're muted. Yeah, I didn't have anybody oh. muted, so they probably muted themselves by pressing star eight. Yeah, you guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Speak up, Transic. Oh, okay, hey, it's uh, Scott. Uh, my name's Scott Larson. I'm calling from California. Hey, uh, speak a little louder. Uh, my name's Scott Larson. I'm calling from California. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Okay. I was just uh, listening to some of um, uh, Carl's shows, and I, I found your guys' website, and uh, I was just uh, I had a question about operating a business as a man and not part of the legal system. I wondered if you guys talk about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so about a couple of years now, I've been uh, I've been in business for myself. I used to, you know, work for corporations, um, filing taxes and whatnot. And um, I started to realize that you know the tax system is obviously corrupt. So I want to run my business, um, you know, I want to run my business to where the property is mine and the U.S., you know, the U.S. government isn't, you know, impeding on my property. So what I did was, is, you know, I, I, I took some Freeman routes and, you know, maybe not all of it's correct, but one thing I did was um, I uh, submitted a... A, uh, a called, um, the claim of right letter of intent, um, and I submitted that to all the all the agents of the government, and I also did an ex- expatriate and repatriate document under the under the Sixteenth Amendment. And um, yeah, those are useless. That's what I thought. But um, so my question is: is I want to be able to you know, have money in a bank account and without a social security number. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm totally withdrawing from that, from that system now. And, um, so well, I tried to open a bank account with a social, oh, go ahead. Well, what, what kind of a business are you trying to operate? Um, uh, a business at home. It's a, uh, I fix computers out of my home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering because if it's something that's heavily regulated and no one's gonna, 
no one's going to hire you because you're not licensed or whatever. That's different. But yeah, small computer things, no big deal. Um, that's, a perfect, that's a perfect business to do that. Yeah, but see, my question is, why didn't you just close down the business, tell the IRS that the business is now closed, whatever, made no money, you're shutting it down, and just keep your customers? Tell your customers, yeah, the business is closed. I changed my name to Bob. Like instead of instead of Bob's computer repairs, yeah, just call me. I closed the business down. I'm still doing it, but I just closed the actual business part of it down. I actually never um, filed taxes for for my business. So like right after I left the corporate, you know, my corporate jobs, I started working for my own, and I wasn't. I stopped filing forms at that point. Well, then you'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Well, how, do you know? so, well, what about how do you know that? Uh, yeah, I don't know where that came from. Uh, Eric, how do you know he's going to be fine? Well, as, as long as, as long as he keeps to himself and uh, he keeps listening was, to Carl and understanding and, 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 and learning. Was your business registered? No, it has not. I have no licenses and I never registered it. So, did you have a was it a business name or you just hold on hold on hold on? So basically, your business is completely private anyway, right now. Right, I'm a private entrepreneur. That's correct. It's cash and yeah. See the way you were explaining it, it sounded to me like you had a registered business and you were paying taxes and you were trying to get unregistered or something. Well, the the problem I have is is the bank account. I opened up a bank account before under my own, my social security number. So money is being deposited into that bank account with a social security number. And my point was is I was trying to get a bank account open without a social security number, and the bank's refusing to do that. So go to a different bank altogether. Do a little bit of research ahead of time so you know what's going on. But you can open a bank. You'll still need ID, but you can open a bank account without a social security number. Um, a lot of bank tellers, a lot of bank tellers won't know this, but a lot of bank managers will. But um, I've heard that when the bank teller, when you're trying to open the account, when they say, when they ask you what state you live in you tell them other and apparently they some banks will actually have instead of a state name they'll have an other and if you click other then you don't have to have the social security number i'm sure other banks are different but even according to their own statutes they cannot refuse your bank account because you don't have a there's no law that says you have to have one so no no corporation can refuse you service because you don't have one. And and your social security number is supposed to be a private thing between you and the government anyway. So nobody has the right or authority to demand your social security number. 
even if you're applying for a job, you don't put it on the application. You just write that the social security number is available available upon hiring because even an employer even an employer has no business knowing that number unless you're hired and it's for can't it's for uh IRS purposes only. And it's not your social security number anyway. Yeah. Right. Well that's what I understand, but when I tried to open up a bank account they would not let me. They said that it's it's their policy, it's the bank's policy that every person has to have a social security number. And I even yeah. wrote, um, I wrote a letter to the um, to the chairman of one of the banks, and he had one of his um, underlings reply back to me, citing codes um, regarding the um, you know the uh, you know the laws that came in effect after 9/11, basically that they're required. Patriot Act. Patriot Act. Patriot Act is what is what requires them to to uh, gather all that information. Uh, here's another way I look at it: is um, you open the bank account under that entity with the social security number. Uh, that entity can't do anything, so you, the man, do the work. So the entity gets paid, uh, deposit the money in the bank, and then take the money out to pay the man. No, no, no. Just go to a separate bank, a completely different bank, not the same bank, a different location, different bank altogether. Do your research before you go in there and just make sure you do it properly. Um, you might want to write a letter to the bank, to a bank manager or somebody a little higher up because talking to the teller probably won't do you a whole lot of good. But I would just do the research beforehand, go to another bank, and see even if you, if you could maybe go on the Internet and search around and find out which banks are easier to get an account without a Social Security number. But I know it can be done. Okay, well, the thing was, I really like the bank that I'm using now. So yeah, but see, the, 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 I'm not saying go to that bank. I'm saying go to another bank. Keep that account open. Keep the same relationship you have with that bank. Don't change a single thing. Uh-huh. Leave everything exactly the same. And you could never put another penny in that account. You could put $5 in, take $10 out, put $20 in, take two little shit. And you could put all your other money in the other account. Right? Right. Yeah, I guess I... I Then the IRS and everybody else, the government, the United States of America, the whole planet will have access to this one account. And then you have your other account where you're actually doing your private shit. Like maybe if... Maybe if one day you get a check from the government or some government agency, put it in the put it in the account with your social security number. So every government check, they see it go into a government bank account and whatever, they can see all that. And everything that's cash goes in the private account. <laughs> here's a, here's another thought too. If uh if IRS ever wants to claim uh that that all the checks that you put into an account 
where income. Just make sure before your customer leaves the door, you give him one penny or one five cent or a 25 cent. That way there, uh, any monies that does go into your account isn't 100% income. So they could never, ever, ever come up with a proper number. That's like a bunch of nonsense. I don't even know the point. If anything, you know, put the restricted endorsement in the back of the check. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just get paid in cash, bro. Yeah, that's hard. A lot of people don't want to pay in cash. What do they want to pay with? Debit cards? That costs you money. No, just check. Checks. You like checks? You like bouncing checks? Offer the discount for cash, and uh, that's it. Or say only work for cash. But if you have a bank account, you can take checks. That, you know what? Okay, take checks, but charge them $25 for processing a check. Then they won't come with a check. Trust me. Yeah, he's running a tiny little business out of his house. He's not trying to piss his customers off or make it hard for them. Oh, well. Yeah, I have to I have to go by check at least because a lot of people yeah. have cash on them. It wouldn't be a problem for me. Just, them. Just, but is it just, all is it, is it all personal check though? Yeah, it's all personal check. Yeah, see, I don't I don't see the problem with that. They can't prove that it's any kind of commercial or business operation going on. As as long as they put cash down on the bottom of the uh, the uh, the note, yeah, whatever. You could put gift in the memo line. You could put anything. Oh, gift, yeah, yeah. You could you could put private in the memo line. Put anything yeah. you want. Private, private contract. Yep. So uh, I went to TD Bank, and uh, I was able to open an account without an SS number. But about a month later, they closed the account and sent everything back. Yeah. Oh, yeah? They can't do that. Yeah, they do. I think they can. They have a policy. They have a policy. They they moved it into a bank policy, basically. So now they can refuse because it's a business, right? So they can kind of create any policies they want, right? No, they can't. Can't arbitrarily. Well, I mean, I could have, I could have pursued it, but at uh, you know, at the time there was too much going on. I didn't, I didn't pursue it. But, uh, but that's what happened. Did they give you a reason? Yeah, the Patriot Act requires blah 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 blah. You know all this. Yeah, stuff. that's it. Yeah, the Patriot isn't, Act. Isn't yeah, that's that what they extor- said to me too. Isn't that extortion? If bullshit, just changing the contract arbitrarily. How, like everybody knows that no, everybody knows that no statute or law can be written or constructed or construed to abridge even a citizen of their right. I guess, but if you're a U.S. citizen, you're under their jurisdiction, so I no, think they can. No. Well, if you're a citizen, if you're a citizen and you're using the the their rules against them, you can't write a statute 
that infringes upon a citizen's rights. That is true. Even in their own rules. I sent a letter to them about that, too. Um, but I think I have to do it. I think I was doing it from the legal standpoint instead of the man standpoint. Well, see, the man doesn't have the account. The man acted through the legal person to open the account. So the legal person is the one that opened the account. I see. But, see, the way I see it is the bank account belongs to the bank. Not that the bank can own anything, but it's a fictional world. But you reduce yeah. your status to that of a legal fiction to contract with the fiction, the bank. Right. But the way I see it is the man went out and worked. The man got compensated for his labor. So the man put his property in the bank through the legal person. So now if they're just contract arbitrarily. a property though, right? I would because consider it's, it's, it property. It's fiat currency, isn't it? Is it not isn't it not call property? It, call it whatever you want. I worked for it and that's what I got yeah, compensated. So, so now that so I might now that I've put labor into it, I have a vested interest in it, that property is mine. So yeah. if the bank if the bank wants to let the IRS take my property that's causing harm, loss, and injury to I and my person. Yep, that's right. Now you're, now you're taking food out of my baby's mouth. Maybe you have the right or the authority to drive that car, but there's a, there's a dog tied to that bumper of the car. You might have control of that legal person, but there's a man attached to that legal person. You might think that you're seizing the fiat currency of of a person but what you're doing is you're taking the man's property my family's going to starve now that's so you're going you're going you're going right up what i was saying earlier that you uh, you can get paid through the person and then withdraw the money to pay the man and there's no taxable activity yeah i don't know i i would I would just leave that one account just all statutory crap and just open one without the social security number. Or just I mean, is there a reason why study. going to a different bank? Yeah, I would go to a different bank altogether. It's going to be kind of weird if you're a legal person in the bank and then you're a man at the bank too. I would go to a different bank, especially if you might run into a little bit of problem. You don't want to. You don't want to stir up shit at your own bank trying to get this account open. I'd go somewhere else where they don't know you. Can Can I ask why you suggest that? You just said that. Well, yeah, I just said like, if you go to your bank and they give you a why hard time, then you're going to be stirring up shit in your own bank. Yeah, but why would that be a problem? I'm not really sure. Because of the Patriot Act, it might be a problem. I see. What may end up happening is they may combine the accounts or connect them in some way and take the social security number that you have there and attach it to the other one. But see, it's it's not not even worry about it. 
is I, I'm not even saying about that they might try and link the accounts or anything like that, but what I'm saying is that's your bank. You have a good relationship with your bank. Don't fuck it up. Because if you go to your bank and you start saying, I want to open a different account without my social security number, and they say, we can't do that, and you say, oh, yes, you fucking can. No, we can't. You will. You'll blah, 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 get into a big argument. Obviously, it wouldn't go like that, but they're going to get all pissy. You're going to get frustrated because they're not doing what you expect them to do, and now it's going to be a poison environment at your own bank. So what I'm saying is go to a different bank where they don't know you, you don't know them, and if there is a big hassle, oh well. If you don't get the account open, oh well. Never show your face around that bank again, it's over with, whatever. But I'm just saying if you have a good relationship with your bank, don't risk getting in an argument with anybody at your bank. Yeah, well, I I try to stay away from be dishonoring myself through conflict anyway, but yeah, but it's just it's probably going to take a little bit of work to get them to open the account. So I would say do it at another bank because you know there could be a hassle trying to do this. Yeah, I just uh, don't really like any of other other banks in this area, so it's kind of like really difficult. I've looked at a lot of different ones, so. Well, you shouldn't like a bank, period, but... <laughs> I shouldn't what? You shouldn't like any bank, period. Well, I don't like the bank. It's just the people, and then, you know, their policies are, are good, you know? Yeah, but yeah. You, can still, you can still continue doing that. That's exactly why Mike's telling you to not do this at your lo- your bank that you like. Try it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's just I, I I use my I use to have one account, you know, and that's I use I do everything with that one account. So it, it'll be a little bit difficult for me to do two accounts, um, but I, I'll I can you know it's a possibility. Well, that's what you're asking you if like you're going to try and open an account without uh, a social security number. Well, I was hoping to open another account and then close the social security account and just have one account without a social security number. And then go do that in another bank. Got it. Yeah, I would. I would keep the one open. Yeah, I would keep it open. Yeah, don't leave yourself the short. One. If it works, then you keep you keep them both, and uh, that's it. And you're only going to be using the one without the social security number. If you have anything like Mike said that you know comes with the social security number, do it in the bank that you have now. And you never know. You may go to another bank and find out that you like those people even better than these ones. Yeah. What are you going to do when the people that you like quit or get fired or retire? Or keep listening well, to the uh, calls and who cares what what's what and just be a man. The other, the other account yeah. would be a decoy account. If you, if you ever think that you're going to get in trouble with the IR, you know what bank account they're going to attack. Right? Yeah. Get all your eggs out of that nest real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Well, uh, thank you very much for the info on that. That's a good idea. But keep studying. Yeah, I've been listening to Carl Lentz's um, broadcasts. I just recently found him like a couple, like a week ago, 
and I've been listening to a lot of Freeman stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, Carl's stuff is so yes. much simpler. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, so I was really happy that. about that. I got some so good advice. Are you familiar with um, Angela Stark? My private audio on no. no, but I heard, I heard it briefly mentioned once in a while. I've been trying to find the link for that. Do you have info for that? On oh, her. Her talk shoe ID number is three nine nine zero four. Three nine nine zero four. Yeah, go to her talk shoe uh, call and start okay. at talk shoe number one eighty seven. That was the first time Carl was on her call, and it's freaking amazing. And then lots of nuggets. And then I think <laughs> the next Point one he was on. I think the next episode he was on was 189 and then 190 okay. or something. But I 188? Would, yeah, I would listen to every single All episode right. that Carl was on her call. Um, okay. On her call. This last September 3rd was pretty good, too. But on, on her call, he's a little more focused, a little more calm and patient, and uh-huh. it's just jam-packed with all kinds of information. It's just information overload. But I would listen to all the time he was on her call first, and then I would go back to his call and start from the very first episode and start working my way back. Okay. My Private and, Audio, uh, it's called? Yep. MyPrivateAudio.com, and also uh, on YouTube, you can go there and uh, enter Carl Lance and any issue that you think of that you want to deal with. And there's going to be audio videos there with information on that topic alone. Yeah, her the YouTube ones are really audio. good. They're they're really pure. They're all cut. It's perfect. Cool. And uh, is that on her website, myprivateaudio.com? No, on my YouTube.com. My private audio has... Well, her her talk shoe call, Carl's on a bunch of her, her calls. But on her oh, yeah, website, yeah, I got that. if you go on her website, My Private Audio, there's some of Carl's documents and uh, I think links to some of his calls and some transcripts or something. I don't remember what's on it. But don't get sidetracked by a lot of the other stuff on her site. A lot of that statutory stuff. Okay. Um, but um, the other yeah, thing is, if you go yeah, on that's YouTube, lots right there. Don't worry, you can find more. If you go on YouTube, you can type uh, Carl Lentz Common Law, and you'll see a bunch of videos pop up. You could type in Carl Lentz the Bank or something like that. Just type in a subject, and there's so many. So many YouTube clips. Most they're well, they're all audio clips. But Kyle Lance a open a bank account. There's a few people that put audios out. And here's the other thing: uh, um, thousands Scott. of hours. The other thing that you can do, Scott, is uh, on. Uh, we do a lot of work on Skype, so you can uh, okay. go on Skype and uh, connect with us. Uh, Mike yeah. is calm in law. Yeah, Calm in Law, right? I was looking that up the other day. The user Calm, C-A-L-M, in Law, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, Vital writes. And um, 
I don't know, Leo, if you want to give out your what you're on there. But once you connect to one or two of us, then you'll be put in rooms and connect with others. Okay. Right, maybe you can that. start. Maybe you can start a room opening a bank account without an SS number. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> After you do yours. Exactly. <laughs> but if you start listening okay. to Carl's calls, you won't even worry about opening a bank account with a social insurance was, number. Who cares? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that as I was. I was like really focused on this issue, and then I started listening to Carl's stuff, and I'm like, it's, I'm starting to think, you know what? This probably isn't even worth even looking into anymore because if the, if the IRS comes after you, you 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 know, it's just really just about um, making sure your um, the court rec or you you're you're moving your own court basically. Is that right? Is that what I'm? No, getting? no, no. no. That's you way ahead. Well, see, the way I see it is, even if you, even if you do listen to more Carl and you get a better grip on all this stuff, it would still probably be safer to have the old account stay the way it is and have a backup account just in case. Yeah. Because regardless of how how much you know how many hours of Carl that you've listened to, it could be an ugly battle. You never know. Yeah, and if, uh, to to uh, finish my comment when I said, no, no, no. Uh, uh, when the IRS comes, you don't want to wait until there's having to file court and all that stuff. You want to deal with letters right from the beginning. Yeah, from, yeah, that's right. I, I would be doing uh, correspondences by by letter all, by you know, by letter out from the from the get go, and then it would just be about from what I heard from Carl saying, you just make sure that you know if they they have money that they want to try and get from me, it's really about just getting an, uh, a line an invoice by line item, you know, where they're breaking down the actual monies that I owe them, you know. From yeah, who says you owe? Who says you owe and how much? Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Yes, who's? Boom, yeah, right. But see, even. Even while you're dealing with the IRS, there's a chance they would lean and levy the account. Good. Okay. Now, now you know what kind of game they're playing. They got the the account with a few bucks in it that you left there for them, mm-hmm. right? Give them that account. And while you're still dealing with them, you have your other account that you can get by with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, would say, I wouldn't say you left. I wouldn't say you left the money there in the account for them, because you don't want to leave anything for them. But you know the point I is, it's not leave there a, for them to take. I would. I would leave a couple bucks in there for them to grab it and know what you're dealing with. Okay, they just leaned and levied. They seized. They took that little account. Now I know who I'm up against. Now I see how they're playing. I never maybe, keep that much maybe, money in the bank anyway, yeah. but but maybe no. they would take it and say, "Oh, we got everything he has." Ha ha ha. Yeah. Hey, Scott, where are you in California? Uh, I'm in uh, Northern California, Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. Yeah. That's from my family. Two hours north north of San Francisco. Yeah. Where are you from? Where are you from? What's your name? Where are you from? 
Uh, I'm Vital Rights, and I'm uh, north of Boston, and then New Hampshire, Massachusetts border. Nice. Oh, what's your name again? Sorry. Vital. Vital, okay. I got a lot of family out of California. Oh, oh, is it in uh, northern or southern California? Northern, uh, Livingston, Turlock, uh, San Jose, yeah, uh, and then some down south, San Diego, Lompoc, uh, Fresno, Santa Maria, which yeah. is related to Santa Rosa. Nice. Yeah, my wife's from uh, from um, Santa uh, San Mateo. Well, you're at the perfect time to start learning before anything happens. Most people get in when they're already knee-deep. Yeah. i am kind of been preemptive a lot lately because I know things are getting worse, you know? I'm sure you guys see that things are getting worse in the, in the States, so I've been definitely preparing. Can I throw in my two bits? It's Leo here. Um, I've said this on Mike's call before, but... Uh, what I do is I have uh, one bank account that I have a checking account in. So I use several bank, several different banks, but every bank does a specific function for me. So one bank will be a checking account. One bank has uh, my mortgage. Another bank has all my credit cards. Another bank has my the money that I deposit. Another bank, like you'll see, will have registered money like RSPs or 411s or whatever. And another bank will have unsecured debt. Another bank will have secured debt. And I don't mix them up. So if something hits the fan, like if poop hits the fan with one thing, they don't have access to all my other monies or credits or whatever. Yeah. So so that way, you know, and if you do have a business account, you have one bank that has a, a business account. And then one bank has your personal check account. Another trick, too, is if you're worried something might happen, open a bank account with a friend of yours that you trust because yeah. they, can't, they can't tell if it's your money or your friend's money. They don't know how much has, has they don't know what the ratio is, your money to his money. And I guess technically that's clouding the title but they can't just jump into a joint bank account and steal somebody else's property. Yeah. What I'm about, not so concerned about with them stealing my money because I don't really make that much anyway. What I what I am concerned about is principles. I, I just don't want to support a system that's, you know, destroying countries across the world without my consent. So it's really about a principles for me. Yep. Well, that's where most of us are anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're here learning. Who who's speaking now? Eric. Eric, hi Eric. Nice yeah. To meet you, Scott. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Yeah, I uh I've been getting involved and in just you know, basically I'm just trying to help us kind of change society a little bit or you know, to help us build it. You know, just a new, I don't know if it, you guys seem like you're okay with the current system, and maybe not, I don't know all of you, but Carl seems like he's okay with it. See, he talks about, you know, this is the way people in power operate, we operate within the system, that's it. And I kind of, I don't agree with that. I feel like 
we have like an obligation yeah, but lots of people, to make things better. Lots of people know? need daddies, though. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. There's a lot of like, people. We that did aren't fail our dad. brothers. Yeah, but but we we actually don't um, agree with the system. Uh, but the way we approach it is different than some other people. And the way Kyle approaches it is find a way to, you know, leave the system alone, but um, stay out of it, go in it when you want, when you need to, but mostly you can stay out of it and then help others do the same. Yeah, I agree with that. I guess it just comes down to we're kind of letting them destroy things, and I wonder if there's if there's things that we can do to, to prevent that. And I guess we are kind of doing that by bringing awareness, but I was kind of hoping, like, maybe, you know, coming up with ideas to start, start like, a decentralization process where we're not allowing centralized government to kind of dictate everything, you know, where we're actually we're actually creating groups that are decentralized where, po- where the power isn't so consolidated in one place so that we can kind that's, of stop some damage. That's basically, that's basically what we're doing. Yeah, I, that's true. I kind of see that. But the if thing you is, drawing, if, you don't, if you don't like the government, walk away from it. It's that yeah. simple. There's no, there's no set, setting up a centralized group to decentralize yourself from one government and form another government. It doesn't really make want, sense. No, I wouldn't want to do that. What I'm talking about is decentralizing communities so that they're all working together you know, like, but, kind of like the Iroquois, you know, they were all, they were all part of, um, you know, a group, but they were all, nobody, had, there was no central authority. Nobody had any, nobody had any authority to tell anybody else what to do. You know what I mean? You're telling me they didn't have any chiefs? They, they might've had people that were in wisdom that, that people went to, you know, that people agreed with that probably have good that are good decision makers, but I don't consider them I don't consider them centralized authorities. I consider those people leaders that help people that help guide people in in, in a correct direction or you know, a direction that's helpful, you know. The thing is though is if I don't want the government's help, I don't ask the government for help. And if they right, come you tell them, and if they come you tell them no thank you. And that's opting out. That's getting out of uh, them. That's stopping feeding the beast without having, you know, getting labeled or grouped or any of that stuff. The whole trick is to stop signing contracts. It's got nothing to do with a birth certificate. It's got nothing to do with a social security number. It's got nothing to do with a driver's license. It's signing your name that does it. As soon as you sign your name, you bind yourself to rules. So when you when you sign a mortgage paper, you bind yourself to the mortgage. When you sign a driver's license, you bind yourself to the driver's license. When you, you vote. when you apply for a job and you swear under penalty of perjury that you're a taxpayer, you bind yourself to the tax code. When you borrow money and get a credit card, you bind yourself to more rules. If you decide you're going to become a dentist and you apply for a dentistry license, you sign the paper and bind yourself to the rules. So you limit where you're signing your name 
and you limit where the pain in the ass is coming from. Yeah. It's every yeah, time you're begging true. for a benefit. Every time you beg for a benefit from the government, you sign your name and you get the paper handcuffs. Yeah. I was just mostly focusing on just what the damage that they're doing is what I was really kind of help. I, I'm, I'm just trying to help people, you know, kind of change their uh, stop people, stop getting people to subscribe to the government by signing contracts and stuff like that. But also moving away from government and moving into areas where we have where we have um, where we're in power for ourselves to make things better. And the more yeah, we I mean, devalue, if that's, the if that's government, what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, you can do that. There's people that are doing that already. Um, Invincible Vin, uh, Vincent is doing that, and there's other people doing that, but that's really not what most of us here are about. We're about withdrawing from it as much as you can, and uh, that does the trick. It's not changing others, yeah. it's changing ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is. And navigating. But Yeah. But being good examples, too, you know, coming up with ideas that can help people rethink the way they think about things is helpful too, you know, so. Well, you yeah. can anyway, teach your brother uh, how to be accountable for his actions. Yeah. The thing to do is That's do it true. for yourself and then help others do the same. Right. Definitely. That's definitely what I'm trying to do now, you know, is just learn as much as I can about, about um, operating as a man without a fiction, you know, in this world. And then also just, um, you know, just tr because I think like our whole structure of society has been damaged and everybody's so brainwashed into doing things a certain way. I feel like we can give people a vision of what things can be like if we create things that um, that are more empowering for people. You know, I mean, I think uh, what your guy, what you guys are doing now is is very important. It's kind of like the foundation for starting something new. So. Definitely, the system's uh, been designed for di uh, for divide and conquer. I don't think so. I kind of feel like that's true. That's a beautiful system. I think the system doesn't divide and conquer. I think the system combines and conquers. What? I think the system doesn't divide and conquer. It actually combines everybody into being conquered. Well, I think it's a beautiful system. I think it was designed very well, and I think it was designed for for good purposes. And I think it's just been abused over the times, and nobody's actually keeping their public servants in check, and the system's just doing what it does keep itself going if we're all too stupid or too ignorant oh well it's not the system's fault the system's doing what it's supposed to do we're not doing what we're supposed to do everybody wants something for free everybody wants government cheese yeah we're the always more we take the more they we're grow always a, we're always sucking on a beer or sucking on the government tit one or the other. Nobody's actually learning anything. Nobody's actually governing themselves. Everybody runs to the government. 
first reaction every time. Whenever something goes wrong, ah, fucking government. Somebody wants something done, they call up the government, petition, apply. Like nobody, nobody saves up for a couple extra months to get the new jet ski. They just get a loan. Nobody wants to borrow money off their friends and neighbors and family, whatever. They go straight to the bank. Nobody wants to do the research themselves. They want to run to the lawyer. We're always looking for the benefit. Education and being accountable for your actions, definitely. And it starts by learning now. Yep, I agree 100% on that. The, like, the idea of, in, of insurance, like even car insurance, to me it's a very good idea. But the problem is now everybody can just sign the dotted line and smash into whatever they want. I don't give a shit, insurance is paying for it. If you killed a family of five and you had to pay for the rest of your life, you'd frickin' be pretty responsible. If your whole life was going to be ruined because you blew through a stop sign and smashed into somebody, you'd be a little more careful when you drive. But now nobody gives a shit. Ah, insurance will pay for that. Drive like a fucking moron. Insurance will pay for it. Just everybody wants to take the liability away from themselves. It's like the scenario of uh, everybody carrying guns. There's a lot less crime. Not it really relates to guns. But... No, well, yeah, sorta. If everybody's in on it. No. Everybody's everybody, in on it. Well, for their own actions, then. If everybody was held liable for their own actions then they'd be a little more responsible. Well, yeah. Got nothing. Yep. Got nothing to so, do with so, so if you're, if you're going to be careless, you might get shot. It's the same thing uh, with uh, everybody, everybody taking good care when they're we're driving on the road, obeying uh, the suggested speed limits because the, uh, because it does provide safety. It gives you uh, uh, an amount of uh, reasonable time to uh, react according to the size of the road. I wouldn't agree with any of that either, though. Like, I don't care if you stop at the stop sign. Just look both ways and make sure there's nobody there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Be careful, man. Yeah. Well, you're saying obey the stop signs because they're good guidelines, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying use common sense. I don't care if there's a stop sign or not. You look both ways, make sure it's clear to go. Like, I don't care if there's any traffic signs out there. Use common sense to come to an intersection, make sure it's good. Yep. Like, if you run over somebody's dog, you stop, you find out whose dog it is, you pay. Smash into somebody's car in the parking lot, pull your wallet out, and go to the bank, whatever. 
none of this exchange driver's license and go to the police station and blah, blah, blah. No going through the insurance company. The fuck, $300 fixed job. Give the guy $300. Get him, let him get his car fixed. None of this court nonsense. Stop calling the cops. But the other thing is, uh, even if nobody calls the cops, neither you, neither the other uh, person involved, the cops are coming. And I've I've had that situation before where I'm trying to get out of there and I'm telling the other guy, okay, let's get out of here. And the cops, no, oh, no, you can't go nowhere. No, no, we're all set. And they want to get involved because they want to be involved in everything. Yep. Yeah, thank you, but I don't require your encyclopedias today. I got this covered. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I think I'm going to head out. It's getting kind of late here. Um, Thank you for um, all your guys' input. I really appreciate it. Late there. Three hours behind us. Yeah. Wait, so you guys, it's 1 o'clock there? It's uh, 12.34 here. Wow. 12.39 here. 12.39. Where are you guys at? at Besides, um, are you guys all on the East Coast, sir? No, some of the guys are in the Central, I think. Oh, okay. Sometimes you get people from here, here from England at this time. That's yeah. even later. Australia. Yeah, they're really into Australia, yeah. It's good that a lot of people well, across the world are learning about this. It's great. Praise God. Janine yeah. is uh, 14 hours ahead of us. That's okay. <laughs> That must be hard. She'll be up in the morning while we're while people are talking, I guess. It takes a little adjustment, but uh, it's well worth the time. Yeah, no, I agree. This stuff is, like, so important. It's, like, the most important thing going on right now. So I hope more people It's get, forgotten uh, get teachings. What's that? It's forgotten teachings. Yeah. Your grandfather would have taught you this. Yeah. If he didn't live so far away. Yeah. It takes all of us doing our part. What's that, Vital? It takes all of us doing our part. Learning, you know, getting out, getting others to do the same. Teaching others. Yeah, and being your brother's keeper. That's a tough job. It is a very tough job. Especially (laughs) nowadays because we've let it go so far. Especially in my case. <laughs> in your case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to be just. I've always wanted to be an only brother, an only child. <laughs> no, you didn't. You think you'll so sort it out, Rito? Does this show happen every Monday night then, or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Almost every night there's something going on. 
And then um, I'll I'll check in on Skype too. Is that like happening on a regular basis or? Oh well, yeah, we just leave a message and... on Skype is done on chat. What's your Skype? Okay. My Skype is uh, Trinsic One. I believe. Yeah. Let me just verify that. Trinsic the number one or or Hold one on. written out. I think it's intrinsic. Hold on. I haven't used it in a while. Sorry. Let me look right quick. Um, I know I have it here. Wow, there's a lot of trinsics. Yeah, it's, okay, it's in-trinsic. So I-N-T-R-I-N-S-I-C. And I have to install it, by the way. I haven't installed Skype on this computer yet, so I won't, I won't be on for... See, okay, I got you. Okay. I'll put my website in the chat, too, so you guys, if you want to look at some information about me. It's yeah. my business website. That's my computer repair business here in Santa Rosa, California. All right. All right. It's tough to send a computer out there to get fixed, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, as long as you hook up the shipping to and fro, definitely fix it for you. All right. Well, I'm pretty All handy. Right, Maybe if I, if I need any help, I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be happy to help. You guys help me. I definitely would. don't mind helping you. All right, great. That's what it's all about. Yep. All right, Scott. Mm-hmm. Hey, good talking to you. And uh, good talking you know, to come you on. too. We'll we'll hook up. And, uh, uh, sounds good. Yeah, and thanks for whoever is doing this talk show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike. We call, him, Mike. We call him MF. Okay. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> okay. Take, take care, guys. <laughs> the middle fingers, man. <laughs> middle fingers. <laughs> Uh, hey, all right, Scott. You guys don't even know how that came about, huh? Yeah, no. I wonder if Mike remembers. Mike? Yeah, he just got dropped and he just called back in. What? Oh, all right. No, I was telling Scott that we call you uh, MF. And, uh, And Eric starts laughing. So I said, you know, that stands for middle fingers. And then I said, "Then I said, uh, I, I bet you guys don't even remember how that all came about." And then I said, "Probably Mike don't even remember." Remember how I started calling you my math? I kind of remember. <laughs> hey, Mike, you can do the M and M. Yeah, that's what I used to call him before M M&M. and M. And then the middle, middle <laughs> fingers thing came about. <laughs> he would uh, he would get pissed off at people and irate worse than now, and uh, and he would be typing like crazy. And I go, uh, wh- wh- how do you type uh, with my middle fingers? And then after oh, that, yeah, yeah. he get upset. I go, there goes his middle fingers. And then I just started saying uh, middle finger, Mike, whatever. And then uh, Terry. By the way, what's happened to Terry, Mike? 
Uh, I don't know. He had trouble logging into TalkShoe. I think he sometimes logs in as a guest. Yeah, I've seen him once in a while, uh, even on Skype, I think, logging on. But So uh, uh, Terry had this uh, picture on his uh, profile, which is what Mike uses now, and I, I pass it on to Mike to use. Uh, you, are you guys able to see it? Uh, I don't remember what it is, but it's a good one. What is it again, oh, Mike? It's up, it's up on TalkShoe, too. Yeah, I'm on my phone. It says, uh, I think it says, middle fingers, thanks for standing out for me. Yeah, dear, oh, yeah, middle, yeah, yeah. dear middle finger, thanks for sticking up for me. No, I'm the one that came up with that picture. What oh, picture? That's a good one. You came up with that picture? Yes, I did. Yeah, but Terry was using that too, I'm pretty sure. I don't think Terry was using that one. Terry had a bunch of different ones. He was rotating for a while. Yeah, and I think <laughs> one, of that, one of them was that. I think he. I think the one Terry had was... Um, if oh, you the fall, floor. I'll be there or something. I can't remember something about uh, the floor. Yeah, when you, uh, when you if fall, you fall, I'll help you fall, I'll be there for you. Yeah. If you fall, hmm. I'll be there for you, and then it says floor. But I I'm, I think that, I, you know, I have a notion that Mike had this a while back, but it, my brother may be right. I might have got it from him. I heard a good one yesterday. Yeah, you did. I, I'm a team player as long as everybody follows my lead. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that. <laughs> I heard another one that was, uh, there's no I in team, but there's I in... Uh, Is, oh, what the hell was it? There's no I in team, but this. Oh man, can't remember it. So this is about to end, huh? Hope so. I think you should get a shirt made up. You know, like those shirts that say "I'm with stupid" with the arrow. Get one of those made up that says "I'm I'm with idiot," and then stand beside your brother in court. And then when you go to court, he can wear it and stand beside you. <laughs> or, or better yet, just have a, a arrow pointing up to you. <laughs> idiot, and, put, and have an arrow pointing up. Do you remember that movie uh, America versus Larry Flint or something? Never Woody Harrelson was uh, playing the guy who uh, who started Hustler. Yeah, I never saw it. All his, every time he'd go to court, he'd have a different shirt on for the judge to read. That's a guy that uh, he's on a wheelchair. What the hell is his name? Yeah, yeah, Larry, Larry Flint. Flint, Flint, that's it.
Yeah, there's a yeah, group that uh, goes to court, and they have all yellow shirts with, like, black writing, I think it is. They all have... What? Go ahead. I think you were the only one talking. Oh, I thought I heard somebody else talking. So they, they all go into into court, like 20 of them, 30, and they have these yellow, bright yellow shirts with, like, uh, I think it's black letters on it, and I forget what it says. That might Bunch actually be in the English. Yeah, I'm probably getting feedback. Sounds like somebody else is talking when I talk. You mean the free keeners? No, I don't know. It might have been them, but I don't think so. I, I It might have been. I saw a video of it. Those guys, man, those guys are uh, have no clue. It's, yeah, uh, they try hard, but they're kind of dumb. No, they, I mean, they're fighting like foolish stuff. And, uh, you know, it's all statutory. <laughs> yeah, they all start with this nonsense about that they've caused no harm. And then they go on about the Constitution. And then they go on about challenging the calibration of the radar gun. Like, holy yeah. fuck, it's painful to watch. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of their videos. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Rough Rough made me watch uh, some of those videos. And uh, one of them, the judge, it was kind of funny. This this chick was on the stand. And uh, the judge looked right at her and said, hey, you chose to take the stand. You're fair game. He can ask whatever he wants. It was just kind of funny. Like, the judge told her flat out, it was your brilliant idea to take the stand. Yeah, and uh, the thing the thing that if they did that stuff in Massachusetts, they'd be thrown in jail pretty quick. The thing that I see up there is that, you know, they, they still have a lot of, uh, you know, these rights in place and stuff like that. And they do kind of, the judges are very cautious about what they do. You can bring your phone in, you can, you know, uh, record anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. If they don't have to file paperwork properly, I guess they get what they get. I don't know if oh, they, they like don't. banging their heads against the wall doing the same stupid shit. Oh, well. Oh, they don't know any better. And uh, Kyle, tried, Kyle tried to teach them on their show one time, and they hung up on him. <laughs> Your website sucks. Click. <laughs> Yeah, guys, your strategy sucks. <laughs> when Kyle was here the first time, he that's one thing that he kept talking about, that he wanted to go over there and meet those kids. Uh, oh. yeah, funny, though, uh, when the judge tells them flat out, Nobody has ever claimed you've done harm. And then they freak right out. And then he's like, 
this case has nothing to do with the Constitution. And then they freak right out. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Is it a constitutional challenge? Well, it's got nothing to do with the Constitution when they've already admitted that they're a licensed driver. Yeah. They already admit to being the defendant. They give them full jurisdiction. It's got nothing to do with harm. It's it's obviously an alleged contract violation, and they don't even know that. But they've already admitted to being a driver or defendant or Mr. or Mrs. or whatever else. And then they start talking about the Constitution. I show them my driver's license. What's that? You know, when they start telling the story, yeah, you know, the cop told me uh, told me to show my driver's license, so I showed him my driver's license. Yeah. Ooh, you started at 8 o'clock or 9? 8. Wow. I got on about almost 10 o'clock and I'm already tired. How can you do it? Blacker. Oh, yeah, you don't work. You sleep all day. No, you, you sleep all day. You wake up at 10 o'clock and you're already tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, this morning I did get up at 10. I went to the Portuguese feast yesterday. Ended up dancing more than I've danced in a while, which wasn't a lot. And uh, I got up early this morning, but then I went back upstairs. I, I have that thing on my tongue. It's freaking killing me. And then I had a sore throat. So I went upstairs and said, I'll lay down for another half hour or so. And then when I wake up, it's 10 o'clock. But the night before, I was up with Slacker, Master Slacker, and uh, then I went to I went to bed. I was up at like seven. Getting it up till noontime. You're not gonna tell us how the day before that went, are you? No, the day before that was alright because he wasn't here. You wanna know how it's gonna go tomorrow? No. <laughs> Ooh. Well, no more lost stuff? Huh? Nobody's got any more lost stuff to talk about? Kind of late to start on that. Three minutes off. We're going to get into something real good, and then the metal click. Maybe Face One can come on and say goodnight. Where's his list of questions? Walker. Yeah, Leo, where's the sub-questions? Yeah, Leo's probably got a question or 12. 
<laughs> yeah. I have one question with sub with twelve subsections. <laughs> but you, you know, you know when you when you guys uh, about ten minutes ago you were talking about uh, it's good to teach your fellow man, and you know you were talking to Scott there. I was thinking a good thing to keep this going is to teach kids. So like you know a sixteen year old, eighteen year old, whatever. Because if uh, if it's always like older folks, this thing's gonna die off. Hey, who are you yeah, calling old? Too hard for adults to understand. I think I'd rather teach kids. Yeah, but that's gonna be the uh, the winning here. Like if we uh, you 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 teach a generation, then it just it changes, right? Yeah. So to do something like that, you'd have to go like into, um, you know, do a talk in, in some school or something like that. And a good place to start would be where you're at. It's farmers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, go to a public school and talk about this stuff to kids. Yeah. Yeah, don't get a driver's license. Don't get a social security number. Don't inform on your parents. Don't get vaccines. Okay, I'll get I'll get my wife to to come up with a, a plan. A uh, what do you call that? A school plan or um, a class plan or whatever they call it. Do an outing at the farm and invite a whole bunch of children over. Yeah. To do the, when, to do when, the, when, like the declaration, and then you can have a talk. Yeah, you guys are going to go to prison. <laughs> no, a good approach yeah. is to From teach the parents, and then they'll raise their children, you know, the right way. Well, I yeah. think, I think when I'm trying to help somebody and I'm not getting through to them, I'm just going to say, "This is not working." Do you have any small kids at the house? Maybe they can. Do you have a six. Do you have a six-year-old. Yeah. Got a three, four, five-year-old I can tell this to, and maybe they could explain it to you. <laughs> At least they won't be saying my bank account, my license. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I think what he's trying to tell you is just right. Give me the frickin' bike back. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Not your house. Get out. <laughs> yeah, people's kids saying, uh, Daddy, what's so effing hard about writing who is the man that says I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with writing? What that? Well, I'll, pr- I'll probably get cut off saying this, but uh, coming up with a children's book that has all this common law stuff in it and then selling it publicly and then people say, well, yeah, that's a really good book, right? That's a pretty good idea. You better give Carl credit for that. Remember Carl oh. said... Credit Dude, where credit is due and old. Yeah. Dude, I don't know how to explain this to you. If I could make a pop-up book, I'd make it 